Check your political correctness at the door. It's time for the Kate Daly Show. As a marketing team, you know, we, those brand promises are important that we can go, this is who we are. And when you come here, it's going to reflect what I told you it was going to be. And I have found that that polytechnic is, is what we're doing now and where we're going. So as a marketing standpoint, it is um, more authentic. I'll say that now I was a little sad because I, I, the tech is sexy as <laughs> still now though. I did have concerns with the, with poly Utah poly. It didn't quite work the same as Cal poly. Cause we have some, we have some different things around here. Hi there. Welcome to the Daly show. That was the, uh, that was taken from the meeting that they had on Monday uh, regarding the name change of Dixie State College. And that was, I think, Jordan Sharp. Um, Wow, what an hour we have for you ahead because we really kind of want to dive into this and see how all of this uh, was done. And I think there's so much to this story. I welcome you to the show. Today we have Susan and Melissa as well. Um, Melissa's going to hit some pretty hot topics and so is Susan. So I'm actually really excited for the entire show today. I have George Staley with me again and he was here Monday. We discussed the meeting. And so I um, would like to play... I'd like to play for you the clip that I think was so good uh, from Randy Wilkinson. It kind of takes it, it. There was a whole prelude to this that he spoke about that was so great. But I know we're on limited time. So I want to take this portion of what he said kind of from where we took it Monday when we read the statement from. They, it was one of the only paragraphs they chose from the whole statement that he that he did make the letter he wrote. And uh, so we'll start there. And this is him talking, uh, Randy Wilkinson. I'm so proud of those individuals that that stood up and walked out. Uh, but he really describes how many of us, I think, from my point of view, how many of us in the community kind of felt about this whole entire process taking place. This is Randy, uh, the wonderful words of Randy uh, Wilkinson talking about the process by which they are changing the name. He is part of the committee and uh, they did do a walkout on the on the name change meeting. And this was his this was the rest of his uh, statement. Here you go. But also, we cannot help but conclude that with all of that good effort, it has been intentionally wrapped in a predisposed strategy to demean, disparage, and defeat the Dixie name and minimize adherence to the history, heritage, and traditions of the residents of southwestern Utah, or better said, the people of Utah's Dixie. Much of the information presented has been, at best, quite anecdotal. Other more objective parts, including surveys and supposed community assessments by consultants and pollsters that you have hired have been very much called into question yet you seem to have simply ignored the question and continued as if the data is absolutely correct or really doesn't matter there are those in this community that do in fact represent thousands who object to what you are doing and are able to largely discredit the work of your consultants as well as this process but you seem to want to avoid a really solid and substantive discussions with them that we as a committee can observe and from which we all could gain better understanding. In fact, you seem to fear that they may shed light on things better kept in the dark. This bothers us. In effect, we have been going through a sort of fill-in-the-blanks process for many weeks now that we believe is not consistent with Senator Ipson's expectations, nor is it in line with the legislative mandate. 
Although some have called it a sham or a charade, we do not go that far. But we do think that there are motivations behind the process that neither we nor our community understand or that have not been disclosed to us. And they may be at a level that the university leadership, based upon its own agenda or powerful external influences, is fully disposed to cancel the Dixie name no matter what facts are brought to the table. We are not sure that the real truth as to why we are going through this whole exercise is really on the table. How is it that on March 3rd, 2020, the university releases a YouTube video extolling the virtue and the meaning of the Dixie name and the university's history and tradition that is built around it? We have watched that video. It's a wonderful YouTube video. And then by June of that year, it was, re it was reserving as many as 44 domain names, non-Dixie names, in anticipation of a name change. By July, it had already engaged consultants to, in part, marginalize the name Dixie, and then it charts a rush to the legislature while at the same time holding the community at bay, declaring to the community, we are not going to change the name. And then it, it, and then it still, in fact, charges forward to change the name with great speed. This all has caused us to reach the conclusion that we do not have confidence in what we are doing or the, or the current university leadership to attend this name change issue. We consider the process to be out of step with the legislative intent, and we sense that we have been somewhat used as it is now obvious that the skepticism about the numbers being stacked against us from the very start is true. The stacking is just one example of how far outside the legislative mandate this really is. We do not think your time or ours should be wasted any longer, nor do we think that using our presence to try to create cover for legitimization of the cancellation of the Dixie name is appropriate. What should be done? We will have you, we will leave with you the language of the substitute bill at line 65 and 66. It only says that the name needs to be changed. Should the Board of should the Board of Trustees choose to forward a name to the Board of Higher Education? We suggest that based upon what has been seen and done at this committee, no new, no new name should be forwarded. We suggest that the Board of Trustees follow our suggestion as well. There is no requirement to select a new name. The purveyors of the whole cancel culture movement now seem to be in retreat across most parts of our country. It is becoming unpopular much faster than it ever emerged. But it was a trendy issue back in the summer of 2020 when the university leadership used it as a reason to cancel the Dixie name. It is not now. If you look closely at what is going on now in 2021, canceling moment is not only dying out, but in fact, canceled names are being restored. We point specifically to the recent decision by the Board of Trustees at Washington and Lee University in returning the Lee name back to the school. This was not done without considering the importance and sensitivity to the eradication of race prejudice and intolerance wherever it exists. We cannot forget or ignore history, both good and bad. We are fully in agreement that race intolerance and prejudice should be defeated wherever it exists. You all know what Utah's Dixie is. It is welcoming, caring, and inclusive place. If you really think that there is a racist bone in our community's body as a reason to change the name at our university, then you don't know Dixie. The disregard for the residents of southwestern Utah has been rampant. We are leaving this group to stand with what we think is right. Wow. 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 Oh, my gosh. 
I love that he said all that. I Everyone's thinking this that I know, and I know so many in the community, George. That was a powerful, powerful statement to them. You know, I sure appreciate what Randy mm-hmm. and Ralph and... And Darcy. Darcy. Stewart, yeah. Stewart honest enough to get up and say what's really happening. I'm one of those that was turned away from many people when I wanted to present the true facts straight from the Cicero report. And that's the main report they used. That's the main report they used in December to vote on. And, And so when I heard the way they voted and what they did, I started to study in depth the report. I'd like to tell you, the first incident I really had, some of my friends told me that they was going to have a meeting mm-hmm. and uh, that they may vote on it. Mm-hmm. So I called the superintendent of schools here in Washington County. He's the only one I knew that was on the, uh, mm-hmm. on the uh, committee. Mm-hmm. And I told him it was about 1 o'clock when I... Got, finally got in touch with him. Mm-hmm. He called me back, and I says, are they going to vote? I heard they're going to vote on the name change in the committee today. And he says, no, George, they are not going to have a vote Jeez. on the name change today. That's paraphrasing what I, mm-hmm. what I said because it's six months ago that right. that I talked to him. But I can remember him saying that, and I love the superintendent. He's done a great job for Washington County Schools. But why would he say, we're not going to vote, and then vote within, a well, within three hours, but the meeting mm-hmm. started within an hour, uh, after, after I'd talked to him, when he got information, and I don't know how much time they had to study the Cicero report, but if you look at the way it was put together— let me tell you who I've talked to. I talked to the alumni, mm-hmm. pre, uh, John Bowler, and, tr- mm-hmm. and tried to get into the alumni so I could report it. I tried to get into the the committee. Mm-hmm. I talked to the student body officer's uh, secretary three times to get on the agenda there, and and they never called me back to put me on the the agenda. I tried to talk to the uh, to the uh, committee that's. Mm-hmm. Name. I've talked with Julie three times and says, I've got important information to get on there, back. Mm-hmm. to get on there. The thing that I'm really confused about is the survey doesn't even address half of the questions that were asked to the participants. So we don't know what's out there right. because it's never been reported. And so I've tried very hard to get the information from the, the innovation, the raw data, so we can see what it really says, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll address that a little bit more. Uh, I first talked to uh, Devin McDonald. We had an hour and a half good discussion. Devin, just so you know who he is, he is a member of the Board of Trustees. Mm-hmm. He's also a member of the Name Recommendation Change. So he's mm-hmm. on two committees, uh, and he told me that he would help me get that information. I says the data. The data. I says, Devin, I can't make an honest assessment of what the data is unless I have it. Yeah. I don't want to go out and start stories. And he says, Oh, I'll get it for you. Finally, I called him, called him, and he said, George, I've spent twenty to thirty hours trying to get the information for you, and they will not give it to me. Now, think about this. A person that is a member of the Board of Trustees 
a person on the name committee, and the university will not get him the raw data when he asks for it. Wow. So then I went to a representative, Walt Brooks, mm-hmm. and I told him of my dilemma. Mm-hmm. And Walt says, I'll see what I can do. Sure. Well, I got an email from Walt that he spent some time with. Trying to get it? With the uh, vice president, mm-hmm. Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, and then I'll and go we're, after it. We're, we're going to go to a break, and uh, and then uh, we'll come right back, and we'll see what happened when a state legislator tries to get the information, because it's interesting what happened, all the roadblocks. I'm with George Staley in this hour. We're discussing how all of this kind of went down uh, to result in, in the name change recommendation. Be right back for Dixie State College. Be right back. And if you're not from here, this is a great lesson in cancel culture. Be right back on The Kate Daly Show. Lionsgate has given me my family back. A whole new outlook on life. Gave me a little bit of self-worth. Shown me how to be comfortable in my own skin. Been one of the biggest blessings in my life. So many gifts. The most important thing I learned in treatment was acceptance. Honesty. I feel true joy. Happiness. I get to live a life that I'm proud of. My favorite thing about Lionsgate is to, to get to know my true authentic self. We are people in recovery, helping people find recovery. My kitchen. My gorgeous kitchen with the sunlight pouring in. I love my kitchen. That kitchen is a visionary homes kitchen. And I get so many compliments on it. We love your kitchen. It's light. It's beautiful. The choices I made and that they helped me make made the difference. The visionary homes state-of-the-art design studio in St. George gives life to your dreams. If you can see it, they can build it. They were so helpful no matter who we talked to. It was perfect. Visionary Homes specializes in quality with over 20 designs from which to choose. Townhomes and condos, the Ramblers and two-story. And the Visionary team is dedicated to weekly construction updates and on-time completion. And if you have a comfortable relationship with that builder and his team, you're going to get what you want. Visionary Homes was that and so much more. Building your home with you in mind. This is Visionary Homes. Visit the Design Center on Silicon Drive in St. George or explore the possibilities at visionaryhomes.com. Visionary Homes, built for living built for you we hear a lot of chatter these days about protecting the environment and the importance of the green movement but of all the clean energy sources the one that's doing the best job of protecting the planet with how clean it truly is along with its abundance and affordability and just so happens to be american it's propane yes propane look up the facts for yourself and if you'd like a career with an industry that shares these values and is set to grow by nearly 50 billion dollars by 2026 go to findapropanejob.com Technology is funny. Sometimes it makes life complicated and sometimes it makes life better. This is one of those makes life better times. Hi, I'm Dave Mizrahi, owner of Best Mattress. We just got in the new line of Beautyrest Inserta mattresses. The advances they've made in sleep technology blows even my mind. 40% better pressure relief, targeted support, ideal sleep temperature. It's the difference between great sleep and amazing sleep. Try one today. You're going to love them. Plus, no down, no interest financing for 24 months. Best Mattress. Sleep easy, friends. Thanks for listening to the Kate Daly Show. All opinions expressed by the program participants on the Kate Daly Show are solely their own and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of St. George News Radio, KZNU, Canyon Media, or their respective parent companies or advertisers. If you'd like to comment directly, talk lines are open at 888-673-1450. That's 888-673-1450. 
Or you may email directly at kate at canyonmedia.net. We have Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic with us today. And Wasatch Medical, as you may have heard, has a breakthrough and, get this guys, scientifically proven treatment for ED. And what's so very interesting, this solution does not require any pills, no injections, no surgery. Andrew, what can you tell us about this treatment? Well, the acoustic wave therapy that we use at Wasatch Medical Clinic in St. George is the only one proven to open up and regrow blood vessels, improve circulation enough that guys can ditch the pills, get the normal and the natural intimacy restored in the bedroom. Okay, now that we've got everybody's attention, are you seeing results with these treatments now? We have treated thousands of men all over the country of every age. Yes, we are seeing great results. Keep in mind, there are 45 clinical studies. Science says this works. One clinical study said this is the new standard of care for erectile dysfunction. Okay, that's all pretty impressive. I'll bet you've got a special offer just for our listeners for today, right? If you want to get the intimacy restored with your significant other, Call us now. The initial screening, assessment, and blood flow ultrasound will be free. Plus, a little gift that you'll enjoy. It produces immediate results in the bedroom. Now, this is a $500 value. Call us now. It is all no charge. Well, as I've always said, if it's free, it's for me. Okay, guys, pick up that phone. Call right now for that free exam. Write this down. If you need to pull over to write it down, do that right now. 435 425-7000. That's 435-922-7000. One more time, write it down and make that call. 435-922-7000. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. We're calling a trap. I can't walk out. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. Uh, Talking about uh, some of the uh, details about Monday's meeting, uh, what happened, what led to that. And uh, my guest in this hour, George Staley, alumni uh, of Dixie uh, State College and a long history here. Um, Let me uh, just say, uh, get over to Dr. Diet. Uh, They are fabulous at helping people lose weight, whether it's 20 pounds or 300 pounds. It doesn't matter. Usually it's the same issue. And they'll actually help you get to the bottom of it and do something about it quickly. That's what I found. I thought they were amazing. I tell people about them all the time. 628-DIET is the phone number, and they'll even do a free body analysis on you. Completely free. Just walk in the door, and they will do that for you, and you'll get to see where you're at. But they are fantastic. And uh, Dr. Diet, 628-DIET, and for all their deals and specials, go to their uh, Facebook page, Dr. Diet Wellness Center. Also, go to Tropical Pool and Spa to get your Bullfrog Hot Tub or your Swim Spa. These are fantastic things to have in your backyard. Make your backyard a paradise. And and uh, there's no better way to do it than those brand names that last forever. The the top of the line. Uh, these are the most amazing uh, things. I, I can't even tell you. I can't even just even give it enough compliments. It's so amazing. Tropical pool and spa on Red Hills Parkway. Um, George is, is with me. And, uh, you know, I there's so much to go over here. We have the... Um, 
we have the uh, Cicero report and all of these things. And I want to play a comment. This was by a school board member at the meeting, uh, because I think this kind of goes to what we're going to be talking about here. Here's the comment. Mrs. Jones or Mr. Newell. Jones. Thank you. I have also enjoyed this conversation. And the thing that I have appreciated is um, the people that are being understanding and uh, that we all have good intentions, no matter how you feel on these subjects. This is a That's difficult a thing to do. Yeah. I have to say that my personal journey was uh, at first, why change the name? Why I mean, change that was it? my first reaction. Uh, but then it took a metamorphosis for me to be educated and understand the true pain that so many people felt. Okay. <laughs> that statement is very bold. Uh, it took a while for me to get educated, though, and then understand all of the pain. Well, I have a problem with that because I the, the information from the Cicero report really didn't really didn't um, explain that there was a lot of pain behind this, nor did it uh, actually I, educate. So, uh, did you want to take it from here? Well, George? you know, she educated herself <laughs> right. from from what they told her in the meetings, okay. mm-hmm. uh, which they chose to tell her. Okay. Uh, but as I, I spent a lot of time, and I have educated myself mm-hmm. on the Cicero report. I've studied it and read it and digested it and spent hours and hours and hours. And the more I study it, I can see how it's phony. I don't know how else to right. So let me talk a little bit about the Cicero report. It started off with focus groups. These focus groups were interviewed by people from Cicero with the sole purpose of what type of questions should they ask Mm -hmm. in-depth interview people. Okay, before we go on, I forgot to address, uh, right before we left on the break, uh, you went to Walt Brooks, legislator, to ask him to get the data for you behind the Cicero report. What happened? To get the data. So Uh Walt uh, emailed me back and, and he says... Something to the fact that, now this is state legislator. I went in and talked to Henry uh, Walton. Mm -hmm. He's the vice president that is the liaison between the state legislator and Dixie State. Okay. So, you Mm -hmm. know, the two people. Right. And he says, uh, I spent time with him and he wouldn't give me the, the information. And then he used the words, I don't know what they're trying to hide. And then in the second email, after he went in again, uh, I'm paraphrasing. I wish mm-hmm. I would have brought the mm-hmm. quotes with me, but I'd be happy to share the quotes. He, he said something to the fact that uh, when I talked to, to Henry, I told him that uh, honesty was the best policy mm-hmm. to get things out in front so we right. could really see see what it is and, and how the church has dealt with some of their Mm-hmm. past history and mm-hmm. now they're getting it out in the open and how much easier it is to deal with mm-hmm. and he still refused me but he kind of accepted that that was a good thing okay. to do hmm. and then so. the next email i got it says george i'm sorry they won't give me any of the data yeah they would not give it up okay so the cicero report was some of the polling questions they asked to the alumni some students some yeah. students people okay. from southwest uh, prospective students and I'll kind of go in that. So the, f- the focus groups consist of eight focus groups. Okay. They had one coalition group that was for it mm-hmm. and one coalition group that was against it. So that made up two. Then they had three focus groups 
from the faculty and staff at the college, Mm -hmm. and three focus groups of students from the college. Now, from these focus groups, they were to get enough information to ask the questions to the in-depth interview people, which there was 104 of those. And so I'd like to read something here. Mm -hmm. There were 22 discrete uh, shareholder groups interviewed. So it was 104 people or 102 people. List of stakeholder groups were provided by Dixie State (laughs) College. So... That wasn't biased or anything. No. So these people, now they might have gave them more names than that. I don't know. And they, Cicero could have chose from them. I don't know. But I'm just reading from mm-hmm. the Cicero report. It says, again, there were 22 groups. The list of stakeholder groups were provided by Dixie State College. Hmm. So. Chosen by Dixie State. So, and. And the faculty and staff of the of the other six of the focus groups, faculty and staff and students, mm-hmm. I don't know how they came up with those names, but apparently they were given okay. by the students. And then in those uh, 23 stakeholders, there were community groups, government groups, uh, academic, recruitment, affiliation, and donors. And I got some emails about the community uh, leaders. This is kind of interesting. Right, right. Uh, there were five community leaders. Uh-huh. There were five community leaders that were chosen. Mm-hmm. And amongst our community, amongst right? our community, let me tell you who some of those community holders were. Okay, one of the community holders was Janetta Williams. Who's Janetta Williams? Janetta Williams lives in Salt Lake. She's in charge oh. of the National Advancement for Colored People. <laughs> Wow! Wow! One of the five. One huh? of the five. Um, uh, another. Not so much uh, our community. Another of the that community group, and and he's kind of a legitimate community group because he's lived here and done a lot of good for mm-hmm. for uh, for the university but and spent a lot of money anymore. But he lives in Gilbert, Arizona, right now. <laughs> it's another another community <laughs> another leader. Another huh? community leader. Interesting. And his name is Bruce Hurst. Bruce Hurst and uh, President Williams are, play golf together. Bruce thinks oh. he's the greatest guy. Now, President Williams has done a lot of good for the school, and he is a very smart and intelligent people, but he just went about this whole thing wrong, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But he has done a lot for Dixie State University and could do a lot more for Dixie State University if they just go about it in the right way. So he was one of them. Another person... Uh, Identified by Henry Walton to me was uh, Shirley Draper. Mm-hmm. Shirley Draper is a legitimate person from the community. Well, she it, works for the hospital. She's she was not a on leader. the huh? Is she a leader? Well, of she the works community? for the hospital, oh. and she was the leader in changing the name <laughs> of the hospital. So that's the third non-community leader. leader. Well, I'm okay. not saying that. I'm saying that I she's am. a. Leg- I'm saying that <laughs> it was she's legitimate. A uh, and then uh, she also was on the coalition group mm-hmm. that was organized against the thing. So now she's been involved with the hospital, with the coalition, mm-hmm. with a community member. And when I went into the meeting last Thursday, when I mean, fr- Saturday mm-hmm. was the first time I'd ever seen her. She <laughs> was now on the committee yeah. for 
the recommended name change. That's she she was very articulate and seemed like a very intelligent person. But, but the involvement, but the involvement um, that she had is is amazing. The other two, I know, I feel like Jerry Atkin was a good mm-hmm. community leader. And I'm sure that, I don't know for sure, but mm-hmm. I feel like he would support the name. And the other one is a community leader, uh, Kevin uh, Smith, who is the CEO at Tuacon. But mm-hmm. I don't know what his affiliate, how he feels about it or not. But I do know the three. So nobody uh, that gets votes. <laughs> <laughs> nobody that runs for political office. Okay, I just want to make sure. They, they, were, they were part of, of the community. Right. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Those are the type of people that they, and then they Hmm. surveyed participants, and I'd like to, uh, how much time have we got for the next break? Sure, three minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd like to go into the the survey. Some of the questions were very interesting, and and the bulk of the people answering um, were, it was really telling, it was kind of amazing that they bypassed a lot of of what people did say. Yes. And and so I'm going in, I'd Uh like to spend just... Sure. This part of today, because I can't go into all all of it. So I would like to read the question Mm -hmm. that the survey said. Okay. Okay. Now, it says before, this is from the Cicero Mm -hmm. report. This Mm -hmm. was the question that one of the questionnaires that one of the participants who was an alumni got. Mm-hmm. So these were the questions okay. that one person was sent to. To uh, Before we display the statements, we would like to gain an initial understanding of your opinion on this matter. Do you think the Utah state legislators should vote to keep the word Dixie in the university name or remove Dixie from its name and consider a different name. They were asking, should the legislators vote on it? Okay. Then the next thing it says, the Dixie State University name is in state statute, meaning that the Utah State legislators would ultimately vote to keep or change the current name of the university. Mm -hmm. And then these are the five categories you could vote. The word Dixie should absolutely be kept in the university's name. Mm -hmm. The word Dixie should probably be kept in the university's name. I am indifferent. Mm -hmm. The word Dixie should probably be removed from the university's name. And the word Dixie should be absolutely removed from the university's name. Now, this was to give, I guess, the legislators uh, direction on... uh, what to to what vote to on mm-hmm. before we start on that, Kate? You're probably going to have to go to a commercial. So if you do, in about I, forty seconds. Okay. But go ahead. So anyway, the legislator, some of the legislators had this information. Mm-hmm. I took this information to Representative Snow, mm-hmm. who I know and really respect. He's a great man, and I gave him this, and I says, "This is information that." The Cicero report says the legislators should vote on or how they should vote mm-hmm. by people of Utah. Mm-hmm. Now, they also address this with people outside of Utah, but I'm only going to give you the results of people okay. in Utah because this is what they wanted our legislators okay. to vote. 
All righty. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You're going to want to hear this. Don't go anywhere. This is the Kate Daly Show. Um, we're talking about the cancel culture name change recommendation that was just officiated on Monday and why and what led up to this. This is the Cicero Report we're talking about. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Typically, when you're really good at something, you do more of it. So with 25 years of luxury car maintenance experience, Bavarian Werkstatt has 10,000 square feet more at their new location off Washington Dam Road, which means they can do more of what they are good at, like providing the only BMW and mini repair service featuring dealer-level diagnostics and programming in southern Utah. And as a Bosch-authorized service center, they can work on more luxury cars. So call Bavarian Werkstatt at 435-275-2314 and schedule your service today. Bavarian Werkstatt, where passion meets performance. Copy for Sale offers Southern Utah the best quality and pricing on printers, copiers, and plotters. They sell, lease, and service any equipment your business or home office needs. Copiersforsale.com, a local company and division of Steamroller Copies, is always asking, what do you want to print today? Boulevard Mattress, located at Boulevard Home on Mall Drive, where you can get an incredible mattress at a low, low price. And St. George Ink and Toner, now at their new location, 237 North Bluff, Southern Utah's number one place to purchase all your home and business printing supplies. St. George Ink and Toner. Share the rain. Raindance Dry Cleaners offers free pickup and delivery on your laundry and dry cleaning. New customers receive $10 in free dry cleaning, and when you share the rain with your friends and family, you'll get another $10 in free dry cleaning. Raindance services vacation rentals, Airbnb, commercial, household, while making you and your environment eco-friendly and always looking your best. Download our app today. Share the rain with Raindance Dry Cleaners. Hi, this is Heidi Berlin at the Flooring Studio, and I want to thank everyone for voting me for the third year in a row, Best of Southern Utah. If you are a local, you know the great work the Flooring Studio does for home remodeling. But if you are new to the area, I'd like to meet you and show you how I can customize the dream home you deserve. You can call or text Heidi and Julia at 435-767-8564 or stop by this studio on Tabernacle. Dr. Josh Red, chiropractic physician, explains how Red River Health and Wellness can help you. A lot of our patients end up having autoimmune conditions. This is where their immune system, rather than attacking bacteria, a virus, or other bad things, it starts to attack their own tissue. This can cause so many different issues and symptoms throughout the whole body. The biggest thing for us at Red River is to identify what's causing the autoimmune response to flare up. This could be intestinal problems, blood sugar imbalances, cortisol defects, hormonal imbalances, along with something as simple as dietary triggers and environmental triggers. One of the most common causes, too, when you have an autoimmune condition is you'll have inflammation throughout the whole body. Not every patient will have the same imbalances or the same triggers. And so we have to customize a very personalized treatment plan in order for these patients to feel better. Schedule your appointment today at 855-55-RIVER. Red River Health and Wellness with offices in Logan, South Jordan, Springville, and St. George. Call Red River today. We've got Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic with us today. In Wasatch Medical, they have a breakthrough in scientifically proven treatment for ED. And what's so very interesting, guys, listen up. This solution does not require any pills, no injections, no surgery. Andrew, please tell us more about this treatment. 
That's right, Carl. We are finally treating the actual root cause problem of erectile dysfunction. Our acoustic wave therapy, it opens up and regrows blood vessels in this part of the body. So you don't have to take the pill anymore. Thank goodness. All right. Now, this sounds pretty good. And the guy's out there going, okay, but proof of the pudding. What kind of results are we now seeing with these treatments? It is a breath of fresh air. Our patients tell us to not have to take the pill to improve the intimacy with their significant other. And there are also 40 clinical studies backing our technology. One study said this is the new standard of care for erectile dysfunction. Okay, now that you've got our interest, what do you have to offer for our listeners for today? Call us right now at the initial screening assessment plus the blood flow ultrasound, totally free. We'll also give you a special gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom. You're going to love that. It's a $500 value free to those that call now. Okay, you heard it, guys. Time to pick up that phone. You call right now for that free exam. That's 435-922-7000. I'm going to say the number a couple of times. So if you need to pull over and write it down, do so. 435-922-7000. One more time, 435-922-7000. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Here in this country. Harping on the wars we fight, griping about the way things ought to be. I don't mind them switching sides and standing up for things they believe in. When they're running down our country, man, they're walking on the fighting side of me. They're walking on the fighting Hi, side of me. Kate Daly Show. We're seeing a lot of this in our country right now. And so for those listening, I know so many people listen outside of the state of Utah. It's a great learning lesson on how they do uh, these things and also, um, you know, what takes place. And and uh, I love that we're able to, to go through this information. And in, I wanted to uh, uh, take this first caller. And this is Brad, who joined us, I think, a few weeks ago. Was it a few weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And uh, and head of the group that is uh, one of the heads of the group that is um, with the um, uh, the group to to fight what's going on with all this cancel culture. I'm just glad you're you want to comment on this. Uh, George and I have just been talking about the report and about the information in the Cicero report. And so, you know, go ahead and and uh, and give us your comments, Brad. Yeah, so basically, um, you know, this has been on the news quite a bit now, and uh, the name change committee, or the name mm-hmm. recommendation committee is formally is what they're known as, they uh, just came out and said, look, we want, uh, we've we've narrowed out, you know, down all the re- results, mm-hmm. and the new name is going to be uh, Utah Polytechnic State yeah. University. Right. And <clears throat> there's been... Um, of course, that's been on the news like mm-hmm. crazy, and they published that on their uh, Facebook right. page. DSU right. did, and you know, it's, and the response to it is overwhelmingly bad. Overwhelmingly, I mean, yeah. Uh, Students, oh, everybody, like, very bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. we're looking at numbers as big as ninety percent of people who dislike the name. Right. Uh, so, well, yeah. So, Ups you. <laughs> <It's> the, <laughs> yeah. UPSU. Right. And, and, and so. 
you know, and then the whole time they're sitting here telling mm-hmm. the press and everybody else that they did this great big, you know, process and how right. accurate it was and how wonderful it was. And, um, you know, the bottom line is the data from the focus groups is so skewed and so manipulated that that's that that's why they came up with that name. Right, I mean, right. the fact of the matter is nobody likes it. So how can you have that many people hate right. it, but yet right. have done a good job on the focus group? And the marketing, you know, group, possible. the marketing group themselves said the word uh, tech is sexy. And uh, so I am, how do you beat that? Uh, but uh, yeah. you're, you're from uh, Defending Southwestern Utah Heritage Coalition. Where can people find you and find more information on what you're saying? Yeah, you go to dsuhc.org or okay. just type that in, uh, just dsuhc and Facebook and join our page. Okay. Um, one thing that I wanted to talk about was, you know, Julie Beck, who's the chair of the Name Recommendation Committee, uh-huh. uh, she said, hey, there was no predetermination on this name, um, which, you know, I find hard to believe only because a couple reasons. One, she's on the board of trustees as well, mm-hmm. so she knows that Everything that's been going on right. with this process from from day one, mm-hmm. um, Michael, of course, who's the provost, has made it clear many times over mm-hmm. that they wanted Polytechnic to be in the name, even though it's pulled terribly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, she said also that um, that she would hold this name up to any any group. That, uh, you know, that she would back that that name up against any group. Right. So, two things. One is last year. The college uh, or the, the university reserved the domain name UtahPolytechnicState.com. Jeez, they reserved that last year. Well, and and even uh, uh, even Jordan Sharp, uh, marketing team over there, said uh, that he was told this was the direction he was where they were to go in. So, I mean, it's pretty yeah, heavily documented. Yeah. That this was the name. So, the, okay. the, so the fact that Julie Beck says that she's willing to hold that up against that name uh, right. uh, recommendation uh, up against any group, right. we take that as an invitation to for her to have a debate uh, publicly as well. All right. So Tim Anderson would like to uh, accept her invitation because that's what we feel that is. I mean, that was on the news. Yeah, that's how uh, it's been reported in the papers. She said she would hold it up to any group. Okay. And so we would like we'll love her to do so. And she okay. needs to come forward and Thank set up you. a time with Tim Anderson uh, in our group right. to have a public debate about that name. Well, thank um, you. So I, that's I definitely that. one of the things we want to have happen. And okay. the other thing that was interesting mm-hmm. is they voted to remove Dixie off the campus entirely. And that was actually promised to the public uh, on the, the first time the name uh, change made it up to the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. They promised specifically to the mm-hmm. public at that point that they would put Dixie on the campus. (laughs) We obviously don't feel that goes far enough, but that didn't happen. On the name change recommendation uh, committee uh, meeting that they just barely had, one of the motions was to put Dixie on the campus, and it it was denied. That motion failed. That's interesting. So they're not even coming through on the things they've already promised. Right. Well, thank you for for doing this. Tell people how to find you again. Thank you. Yeah, for letting people yep, know. DSUHC.org, <laughs> okay. uh, or just type in DSUHC uh, on Facebook. Okay. You can also type in protectdixie.com. Thank you, Brad. Really appreciate your help.
Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for making people aware. Okay. Thank Thanks, you. Guys. Thanks, guys. I'm taking all the information I have mm-hmm. from page 63 uh-huh. and 64 okay. of the Cicero report. Okay, because the question so, was about the legislator voting. voting. So uh, what were the results? Well, here's the results. And talking about just people from Utah, okay. there were five categories. In-state older alumni. Mm-hmm. So they asked that question to all these same people. And absolutely wanted the change of in-state older alumni was seven percent out of hundred percent. Well, out of out of uh, those absolutely wanted to keep Mm -hmm. it was sixty-five percent. Now they also asked. To be fair, they also asked questions after they showed pictures that were very inappropriate. So right. they had two times they asked the question. So there's just a little bit of deviation from that. But I'm only taking the questions before how people felt before they took the survey. So if you look at the numbers together, mm-hmm. those that probably want to keep and absolutely want to keep, that's 79%. 15%. Majority. Overwhelming. 15% wanted it either to change or absolutely change, and 7% were indifferent. So if you look there, 79% to 15%. In-state recent alumni, uh, it was 12% of them absolutely wanted to change and 53% uh, absolutely wanted to keep. So the two 67% wanted not to keep Mm -hmm. but for the legislators to vote on it, 24 difference. Now listen how Cicero... Introduces this this page okay. among Utah residents, recent Dixie State graduates are most likely to believe the university should remove Dixie from their name. Twelve <laughs> percent uh, of them was most likely, but it says re, uh, <laughs> recent Dixie graduates are most likely to believe, and that number is twelve percent. So the statement didn't match the actual number at all. Not no. even close. Uh, it was such a small minority, and yet they said most likely. Most, most likely. Jeez. The, so I hope there's some legislators out there that are listening to how the people want you to vote because, you know. They got the numbers. You, you, you well, can, they got the statements. You, you can yeah. say, you know, the legislators can either vote the way the people want to or self-appointed People right. with no responsibility can vote to make a very major change or issue in this. In-state prospective students, students that are coming here, 8% of them said they absolutely wanted to change. So not a big number that so, bothered kids coming in. So they think that all these kids won't come because of the name, name but right. really only 8% even said. Well, that. absolutely. And then there was <laughs> a, a pretty good number. 14% said they probably should change. But... of the prospective students said they absolutely wanted to keep it. Yeah. And 12% said they probably keep it. So it's 61% wanted to keep. 20% it didn't make any difference. 26% 26 wanted it change. Greater Utah. If we look at Greater Utah, 7% of Greater Utah Mm -hmm. absolutely wanted it to change. Uh. 31% 31% absolutely wanted to, to keep, 
and a big number, the biggest number was indifferent. You know, so people right. from the state of Utah says outside it, of the area. Yeah, completely. it's it's their decision down there to make. So right. you and, know, vote on that. But it was still forty seven percent wanted to keep the twenty one percent. And this is even in more uh, a liberal take in take a city, a, right? And we don't know where we <laughs> don't know Utah. what we don't know what zip code right. these people were from. But still, it came in as a majority uh, wanted to keep, keep the name Dixie. Dixie. There was no problem. Yes. Yeah. Then we go over and look at general population of Southern Utah. Five percent of the mm-hmm. people from Southern Utah, which included Washington, Iron. Kane and Garfield County, mm-hmm. and when I found out that's doing that, I was a little bit nervous of what the people in Iron County would vote for. Because <laughs> right. when I was here, they was kind of a rival. Yeah. But the good people up in Iron County voted to keep Dixie in the, yes. in the name because they've been through it because themselves they, lately. <laughs> yes, and they might have yeah. to go through with the Shakespeare thing eventually. Right. So, absolutely wanted to change population in Southern Utah. Five percent. Only five percent said yes. absolutely changing. And sixty-one hmm. percent said that they uh, absolutely no. Absolutely no. If you yeah. add the runs together, seventy-nine percent said they wanted to keep it. Ten percent were indifferent, and eleven percent says you know. Yeah, they, they overwhelming could keep it. majority again. Now this okay. this here is the says most important the thing to me uh-huh. is the way the student body government has treated this information. Current mm-hmm. students, and the current students is over seven hundred people. Seven hundred of them took the survey, so it's pretty important. Eleven percent of those felt like they should absolutely change. Fifty percent should they should absolutely keep. So the, if you look at the two totals, twenty-three of them said that they should uh, probably change or change. Sixty-four percent said they should absolutely keep. Or and oh, there was overwhelming majority, over, and thirteen percent didn't make any difference. So why are we changing the name when well, every single one of these of the is a liberal majority? Faculty. Ah. Now the next, <laughs> the next one on is faculty and staff. Ah. When you look at faculty and staff, twenty-seven percent of the faculty and staff says it should absolutely change. Twenty-seven percent should we absolutely keep? Then there was thirteen percent that says. Probably keep, and 31% says probably change. So it was 47% of the faculty and cha- uh, staff says we should probably change. 40% said we could should keep it. Mm-hmm. And 13% said that mm-hmm. it didn't make any difference to them. Did they run with those numbers? <laughs> yeah. Did, the, did they <laughs> even they look at these numbers? Yeah. I was educated with this. I don't yeah. know if Miss Jones ever saw this or not. Right. Uh, because the numbers do not reflect that this change uh, was necessary, that it should have happened at all. Um, in fact, they were overwhelmingly told it wasn't. And so how do you take a report that says overwhelmingly, we do not want this, but then turn it into something we want because that's how they tried to sell everybody on it. So, what did they pick out of the report to try to sell people on? I don't have any. Well, I don't have any idea. Me neither. But we can go into that tomorrow mm-hmm. or the next day. How much time do we have left? We have about a minute. About a minute left. About a minute mm-hmm. left. Boy, it's hard to go in now. The yeah. next survey, and I'll probably have to talk about some of these tomorrow. I'd like to read this. Um, Marjorie Cortez from the Deseret News quoted a recent poll conducted in mid-February of this year by Scott Rasmussen, 
when she said, The poll found that 61% of Utahns say the public university should not change its name, while 20% supported a new name. Meanwhile, 19% were not sure. Changing the Dixie name could cause far too much conflict in the community, and, and it has done thus far. Therefore, we should, must avoid further conflict and keep Dixie in the university name. Mm. So now we have two surveys, mm-hmm. and tomorrow we'll start off with two more. That's amazing. It, you know, I, Unless but, we have time right. after this. Well, we don't the okay, today. That's but, fine. But, but you know what, though? The reason we're doing this is because you have to see how this works. You have to. You have to under, we have to understand this because we're facing more of it. And it won't stop. No. It will not stop. And I think it's heavy manipulation. And we need to understand what direction uh, we're going to go with this kind of thing and how we're going to stop these kinds of things from happening. Thank you, George. Really appreciate well, thank it. Thank you. I sure appreciate you, Kate. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, George Staley, my guest. And uh, Melissa joins me next. And then Susan. And really appreciate you listening into this because I think this is a great lesson for all of us. Be right back on the show. Don't go anywhere. KateDallyRadio.com for all the podcasts. Over 2,200,000 podcast listens. Amazing. And uh, we'll be right back. There has never been a better time than right now to start a career with Bell. Ba- show starts now. Have you ever heard of some fellas who first came over to this country? You know what they found? They found a howling wilderness with summers too hot and winters freezing. Did they have insurance for their old age, for their crops, for their homes? They did not. They looked at the land and the forests and the rivers. They looked at their wives, their kids, and their houses. And then they looked up at the sky and they said, Thanks, God. We'll take it from here. They were rugged fellows. They were men. Hi there. Welcome. Kate Daly Show. Hot off the presses live today. And uh, so glad that you're a part of it today. In fact, I have Melissa on. Melissa Smith joins me, of course, because it's Wednesday. And uh, and I'm excited because we have three pretty in-depth topics we're going to cover. And not enough show, of course, to do it, but we're going to try. And uh, they're really sort of very timely, right off the presses sort of uh, topics. And so I welcome Melissa. How are you? I'm good. It's, it's Wednesday and the sun is shining and I'm still breathing air. So it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I like your optimism. And of course, go to katedallyradio.com. You can hit the podcast. That's the that's the recorded version of the live show. And I really appreciate you sharing these, uh, these uh, clips and these shows with people so that they can be educated. And so, Melissa, let's start off with a really hot uh, subject. And we've talked for a few days now about Frank Fogluzio or whatever his name is, Fogluzio. Um, I just call him a liar, but he is FBI guy, a, a TV expert who is saying how they have to demonize the right and how we're such a danger to society because we were so dangerous on January the 6th. Well, you and I both know the facts and we know that that never we were never dangerous. Nothing ever occurred to the like. And they tried to, to lie in the press. They tried to say that that uh, these people uh, took a fire extinguisher to the Capitol Guard and killed him. That didn't happen. 
And so they finally had to admit the truth. But see, you tell a lie so often people remember the lie. And so here we are. So let's talk about a little bit about about that and about uh, the uh, so-called uh, cons- conspirators, shall we? Yeah, let's. Yeah. Hmm. Um, the the real bottom line here, mm-hmm. and this is the piece of news that's hot off the press, is that Matt um, Gates from the representative from Florida has now written a letter to Christopher Ray, the director of the FBI, and he has some very interesting questions to ask of the FBI, and and maybe this is the springboard we can use to look a little bit deeper on some of this. Good. So he wants to know. Mm-hmm. Um, in the year that leading up to the events of January 6th mm-hmm. and during January 6th events themselves, to what extent were the three primary militia groups, the Oath Keepers, the, the Proud Boys, and the Three Percenters infiltrated by agencies of the federal government, including the FBI, or informants of those agencies? So we can start there if you want in to. In the year before, in the year before the event. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Okay. And uh, the second question is exactly how many federal undercover agents or confidential informants were present at the Capitol or in the Capitol during the siege and what roles did they play? Well, if it's anything the, like the Bundy situation, it was mostly all FBI uh, agents in disguise and um, people right. that were paid to uh, narc. So kind of interesting because it kind of even outnumbered the people that were actually there for the reasons they were there. So um, I'm going to guess there were way more of those guys <laughs> than than actual uh, patriots that actually went into the Capitol. But that's probably me. Yeah. The, the third item he wants to know um Representative Gates, of all the unindicted co-conspirators referenced in the charging documents of those indicted for crimes on January 6th, how many worked as confidential informants or as undercover operatives for the federal government? So you can kind of tell where he's headed with this discussion. Yeah, and I'm so glad that he is. Wow, what a discussion to have because, boy, they sure haven't offered this one up in the press. Hmm. Um, No, Mm -mm. because the press theory is that um, it was Trump supporters mm-hmm. and QAnon people who were domestic terrorists who were totally out of control and smashing yeah. things with the intent to kill? Right, and burn they and- killed them all. Like, oh, they 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 I mean, killed them all. They said they were digital soldiers, in fact, and that they're so violent and that they coordinated this whole event. And Trump was at the helm of it, right? He got everybody right. there. Oh, okay, <laughs> I want to get fact, the narrative. There has now yeah. been produced a 95-page congressional document from uh, Senate Homeland Security and Rules Committee that concluded there was a significant breakdown of the federal intelligence agencies failing to warn of potential violence. And, uh, okay, my opinion and my opinion only Mm -hmm. is that the reason they didn't warn of it was because they were busy concocting it. Yeah. Yep. And they didn't feel, they didn't want to warn of it because they were setting a narrative in motion that was deliberately created to vilify the opposition. Yeah. Hmm. Now, I, it's kind of curious. I didn't know the FBI should have opposition. 
Shouldn't they just totally be seeking amazing. truth, justice in the American way? Well, one would think. Um, that's usually not what's going on. That wasn't my observation anyway, because uh, Flaguzzi kept telling me uh, what a liar I was over and over and over again, shoring up the lies of the media that were actually proven to be lies. So he was shoring up a lie over and over again in, uh, for the, uh, around all of the events that happened that day. And I thought, wow. They're really going to bat on this. Do you know what he concocted? That uh, the people present had um, concocted a plan to kill the vice president and Nancy Pelosi. Not not the vice, Nancy Pelosi mostly. But I just thought that was kind of interesting that they went to that. And, um, and really, have they ever showed proof of that? Have they ever showed anything from that? No. But he sure put it out there to try to shut me up from talking about the events that actually happened that day. It was really strange. Well, uh, let's just ask some hypothetical questions. Mm -hmm. For example, if it turns out that there was an extraordinary percentage of the unindicted Mm co-conspirators that were, and it turns out that they were actively planning the events, Mm -hmm. right? um, does that mean, you know, what does that really mean? Right. That means the federal government was actually planning this yeah. with the intent of pinning it on the right. American citizens. Yeah, on the right. I mean, that that's who they're after right now, right? Because the, the, when you're a leftist in America and you're antifa out, um, they have plenty of things to use if they were really going to truly go after these people for the violent acts that they were doing. But... The only thing they can dredge up, and I mean they have to scour the bottom of the barrel to find it, would be this event on January 6th, right? Because we're not out there violently protesting. And so they tried to turn it into a violent protest. And boy, did they try because they've called it every name in the book, insurrection over and over, all the wording they've used, domestic terrorists, all of this, you know, the events of that day, that horrible day. What have they done to the, what was it, the temple of democracy? I mean, I it was so overblown in the press. It was almost amazing to listen to. And then when you got right down to it, what did they actually really do? Oh, they were waved in and took selfies. That's yeah. about the extent of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's only a event well, they have. I, I think it's really interesting. Some of the reporting that's out there right now, if if you don't remember it, then go look it up. But mm-hmm. there was a plot, supposedly, mm-hmm. to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan. And there are many people who believe mm-hmm. that that was a trial run for January 6th. Ooh, that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's because, very interesting. Uh-huh. Well, because we see some of the same kinds of issues. Mm-hmm. FBI and unindicted co-conspirators mm-hmm. that were kind of in the thick of things, mm-hmm. egging it on, helping to make the plans. Right. And providing resources, including cash and supposedly access to explosives, all kinds of stuff. What started out is, hey, let's have a rally at Mm -hmm. at, and let Gretchen Whitmer know how really angry we are about the lockdown Mm -hmm. suddenly morphed into a let's kidnap her and put her on a boat and and abandon her in the middle of Lake Michigan. You know, you have to think motive here. And number one, no one on the right wants to be in the same room with Gretchen because she's that disgusting. (laughs) So there's really no motive to ever really want to do that. And the motive on January 6th, we want to interrupt the very meeting we came for 
doesn't make any sense either. And so even if you were just going to go to motive, they couldn't shore it up. Well, let's take this little tidbit Mm -hmm. that the director of the Detroit FBI field office who oversaw Uh the the infiltration of those groups in Michigan that were that were apparently responsible for this. Right after that story broke, he was very quietly promoted to the D.C. field office, where he is now the lead FBI agent for all of the January 6th cases. Got a promotion, and he's over the same exact other event? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, you know what? You so couldn't write that in a movie. Red flags. Red flag. Red flag. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Um, you know, it is interesting how they keep showing up, though, and they do get promotions. I always do find that interesting. Um, boy, talk about somebody uh, that wanted to be right there in the thick of things, huh? I love that Matt Gates actually asked the questions he did because um, it really does tell the American people, gee, what did you plan? What did you do? And puts the spotlight right back on the FBI where it needs to be. Golly, I hate to even say this because it's so cliched now, mm-hmm. but Reichstag fire comes to mind right off the top. Yep. Let's create a situation that we're actually going to kind of put the wheels under it. Mm-hmm. We're going to create a situation, then we're going to blame the people that we hate so we can throw them all in jail and, and vilify our opposition. Yep. Yep. They'll that's never, the playbook. They'll never and stand for anything. an awful lot. And that's what... That's exactly what Matt Gates is kind of sniffing Same. around at. Yeah, which is really good. I applaud that. And, you know, that's an interesting observation was that the precursor event to to figure out just how to demonize the right. Because if you're if we're not giving them any ammunition, if we're if we're truly not giving them any reason, they have to invent reasons. And this is usually what they try to do. This is usually the way they go about it from what I've found. And that's been really discouraging as an American because you don't think that, that to me, that's traitorous. And so you don't think that they're going to do things like this, but they very much, they very much do. I've had too much well, proof. In the Gretchen Whitmer situation mm-hmm. of the, um, there were 26 of the people that were the plotters of the whole mm-hmm. kind of crazy, crazy thing. Right. Five of them were FBI operatives. Interesting. Wow. That would be a fourth of them. Yeah. And I bet it's more than that. Um, I bet it is. Yeah. No Christmas miracle there. Uh, yeah. we could. You can pretty much see the writing on the wall. We'll be right back more with Melissa. Don't go anywhere. You're not going to want to miss this. I'm Dr. Red in Cache Valley. Some of my patients here have questions about the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccines were developed quickly and safely because they cut red tape, not corners. The vaccines are extremely effective and will protect you and your loved ones. More than a million Utahns have been vaccinated and I encourage you to get the vaccine too. Talk to your doctor if you have any questions. 30 years ago, Tempur-Pedic revolutionized sleep when they introduced memory foam to the world. And they just keep improving, refining, and perfecting. Hi, I'm Dave Mizrahi, owner of Best Mattress. Come in and try out our entire line of Tempur-Pedic mattresses. We've got a large in-stock inventory, and you'll get two free Tempur-Pedic pillows with the purchase of any Tempur-Pedic mattress. Plus, get 72 months no interest financing and free safety-first home delivery. Best Mattress. Sleep easy, friends. See store for details. 
Hello, Southern Utah. This is Steve Johnson, branch manager for Les Olson Company right here in St. George. A lot of people know Les Olson Company for copiers or printers, which is great, but we've been in the technology business for 67 years and can do much more for your business. We have award-winning IT experts that can manage the security and performance of your business network and your devices. You have trusted Les Olson for years. Trust us now with all your IT needs. Les Olson Company. Are you ready for a Mesquite Golf Getaway but thought you couldn't afford it? Well, then the Casablanca Resort in Mesquite is just right for you. Make your tee time now for just $45. You get a round of golf at your choice of either the Casablanca Golf Club or Palms Golf Course, a free buffet at the Virgin River Casino, and a sleeve of golf balls. Book your tee time at CasablancaResort.com forward slash golf or call 702-346-6764. The Casablanca Resort in Mesquite. It's just like Vegas used to be. Lionsgate Recovery Center is a proud sponsor of the Kate Daly Show. Lionsgate Recovery believes in a recovery approach that is holistic and comprehensive. At Lionsgate Recovery Center, we are people in recovery helping people find recovery. This is James over at Garage Doors Only. Did you know that replacing your garage door gives you the most bang for your buck when you're remodeling? Here at Garage Doors Only, we can assist you in picking out a perfectly matched garage door for your home. Do you have an HOA? No problem. Is your house over 10 years old? Not a problem. Come visit our showroom at 689 North Bluff and I will personally help you pick out the best looking energy efficient door for your needs. We team with LiftMaster and Clopay to bring you the best warranties in the business. Schedule your appointment today at 435 868 1200. We have Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic with us today. And Wasatch Medical, as you may have heard, has a breakthrough and, get this, guys, scientifically proven treatment for ED. And what's so very interesting, this solution does not require any pills, no injections, no surgery. Andrew, what can you tell us about this treatment? Well, the acoustic wave therapy that we use at Wasatch Medical Clinic in St. George is the only one proven to open up and regrow blood vessels, improve circulation enough that guys can ditch the pills, get the normal and the natural intimacy restored in the bedroom. Okay, now that we've got everybody's attention, are you seeing results with these treatments now? We have treated thousands of men all over the country of every age. Yes, we are seeing great results. Keep in mind, there are 45 clinical studies. Science says this works. One clinical study said this is the new standard of care for erectile dysfunction. Okay, that's all pretty impressive. I'll bet you've got a special offer just for our listeners for today, right? If you want to get the intimacy restored with your significant other, Call us now. The initial screening, assessment, and blood flow ultrasound will be free. Plus, a little gift that you'll enjoy. It produces immediate results in the bedroom. Now, this is a $500 value. Call us now. It is all no charge. Well, as I've always said, if it's free, it's for me. Okay, guys, pick up that phone. Call right now for that free exam. Write this down. If you need to pull over to write it down, do that right now. 435 922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. One more time, write it down and make that call. 435-922-7000. Yoda, what should I do with this Land Cruiser I don't drive anymore? Donate? You must. Yoda's right. Right now you can donate your vehicle to the National Federation of the Blind by calling 866-282-7327. That's 866-282-7327. Or if you know a blind person who needs help, please email nfb at nfb.org. A tax deduction you will receive. And it doesn't take the force to be charitable.
Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Daly Show. Yeah, bad medicine. Uh, we have three topics today. This will be turned into three different podcasts uh, that you short casts that you can share. And uh, I love it. My, uh, of course, my co-host Melissa is with me, Melissa Smith, every Wednesday. Um, but I also wanted to mention my pillow. So they're doing some pretty wonderful things at my pillow, mypillow.com. And uh, you can go to mypillow.com, put in the code Kate. And the products are so well worth it. I'm telling you that you will be so happy with the things that arrive from my pillow. You're going to go, what? Because that was the reaction I had. Um, wow. So make sure and get to MyPillow.com, but put in the code Kate. When you do, you get up to 40% off. They've got amazing products. The two-for-one sheets right now. Uh, the Giza sheets, the Giza cotton sheets that are, yes, the highest quality sheets, coolest cotton. They are amazing. They keep you cool. Fantastic sheets. You're going to love them. Get them for all the beds in your home. And when you do, you're helping Truth and Radio. Isn't that a great feeling? So it's a big, huge twofer. And then a threefer because you're helping Mike Lindell do what he's doing, too. So make sure that you're doing that. Go to frankspeech.com, too, and, and uh, MikeLindellTV.com for his movies uh, that showcase and show you exactly what happened on the fraudulent election, how they did it. And it is, it is just jaw-dropping. MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com. And uh, Melissa, okay, let's hit the, that was interesting, by the way, the Gretchen uh, precursor event. I just, wow. I'm still reeling from that one. I hope everyone's thinking about these things. And I like Matt Gates for asking those questions. So let's go to the, the second topic at hand. Yeah. So, so the theme of the hour here is mm-hmm. going to be interesting things that we should be thinking about. Sure. That's the theme. Okay, sure. Um, some of this, like like the, the one we did earlier, there's a lot, it just begs to have a lot of questions asked about it. Mm-hmm. We don't know everything about it. And this next one is the same. Okay. It's something that's going to beg a lot of questions, even though we don't know everything there is to be known about it. Okay. So this is about RNA and DNA. Mm-hmm. And for many years, it has been assumed, so our let's do a little quick biology 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 lesson dna is like the cookbook for our whole body right mm-hmm. and rna is like hmm the cook who goes and gets the recipe and follows the recipe and then makes the recipe and it was always thought previously that rna could not submit a recipe to the recipe book okay right right that rna was separate and it only went one way. So there is something called in our cells polymerases. I believe that's how you pronounce poly, it. That build, I think it's poly. Poly that something. Build, mm-hmm. Yeah. That build the RNA messages. Mm-hmm. And they were thought to only work in one direction, meaning DNA to DNA or DNA to RNA. Right. And that RNA could never rewrite back into the DNA. Now, we know why this is important, right? Mm-hmm. Why this is a thought we should be thinking about? Because everybody's being injected with an RNA vaccine right now, right? Right. Or 
an RNA gene therapy shot. <laughs> gene therapy. Gene manipulation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, and we've been told this is totally safe and effective. Mm-hmm. Been tried. All the research has been done. Right. But there is a polymerase called polymerase theta. And it one of the functions of these these polymerases is to repair cells that have been damaged in some way. Mm-hmm. And polymerase theta repairs DNA. That's what it does. But it's also sort of error prone sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it can mutate. And it works with something called reverse transcriptase. Okay. Which means that it can take the DNA and then repair it and send it back to the DNA. So this is a little what they're beginning to believe. This is hot top hot research is that it can send the DNA a, a correction in the cookbook. Like I found out it was really sugar and not salt that was called for here. So it can send instructions back to the DNA. Mm-hmm. So people were told people were told. I'm not kidding, because if you talk to somebody that's really excited about this vaccine, they're saying this is new technology, and what it will do is you can have an mRNA shot, and it can cure all kinds of upcoming diseases because it will send a message to the cell, kind of this precursor event, and it will it will um, kind of write the, the recipe to cure the disease, right? So this is what people are being told, but they're not being well, told the whole story. Yeah. that's that's the hope Mm -hmm. that's the hope that's what they hope but let me yeah that is what we hope but let's 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 take a little quote here from one of the people who's involved in the research he says our this is dr pomerantz Mm -hmm. our research suggests that polymerase theta's main function is to act as a reverse transcriptase in healthy cells the purpose of this molecule may be toward rna mediated dna repair In unhealthy cells, such as cancer cells, polymerase theta is highly expressed and promotes cancer cell growth and drug resistance. It will be exciting to further understand how polymerase theta's activity on RNA contributes to DNA repair and cancer cell proliferation. Hmm. Okay. So they're excited. These people doing this research because they're, they're saying, oh, well, we, this is so great. <laughs> but it's very interesting. They don't know how far um, it can go. They don't know how far it can go. They, um, right. uh, they, this, they could not really do this in major testing because they had uh, no idea where it would go. And then when they did it on the animals, they went into hyperautoimmune, went introduced to another disease and died. Because their body didn't know what an enemy was anymore, and it was fighting and fighting, and it is kind of like wheels in mud. They they kept spinning out of control, and it would eventually kill all the animals. So no animals survived the trial. Hmm. So I found this, this, you know, I don't know who this person is, and I don't know what their qualifications are, but... Um, there's a very interesting comment. Uh, you know, the comments threads on this whole posting are very interesting because people are connecting the dots immediately. Like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. What is the vaccine? I'm glad I'm not taking the vaccine. I'm never going to take that vaccine. This is going to be something we're going to have to wait years to see what the fallout is. Mm-hmm. But this is one of the comments that was on this this um, 
Let's see. Um, HIV-1 has been found to have its RNA transcribed into the cell's genome. I love how this has been completely ignored as soon as all the world, except China, who used classic deactivated virus, developed RNA and mRNA vaccines based off of S-spike protein. If this via reverse scram transcriptase was incorporated into the cellular genome, the potential for the cells to continually pro produce S-spike proteins, which have a unique affinity for ACE2 receptors, which are primarily located in the vascular system used to regulate blood pressure amongst many other fun functions it could pose serious danger. Recent autopsy of fully vaccinated patients found that their body was overloaded with the S-spike protein, which caused organ and cardiovascular failure. Yeah. Studies have shown that by using a dead virus with no RNA, only an S-spike protein or an S-spike coated shell that it caused the same damage that COVID-19 did on various cell lines. I believe they use lung cell lines. This must be fully investigated and not ignored because this may throw the entire reasoning behind the recent vaccination development into question. Who? <laughs> you know, so, I can't imagine why people are running to do this, but they are. And they've been well, talked I can into tell it. you, yeah. the doors are beginning. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, I don't know how anybody else feels. But I am now hearing from friends and family that pe businesses are now demanding it. Yeah. You know, you either get the vaccine or you're going to have to wear a mask forever. Um, mm -hmm. So it's not going to come through government intervention. It's going to come through other avenues. But I'm wondering if those same people, if you voluntarily go take the vaccine, you have volunteered to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, your business, you're not going to sue them for and say, you forced you me into it because yeah. they didn't force you. Nope. And then also now they want to have a yearly booster. So to make sure and get even more of this in your system. And then they also uh, want to combine it with the flu shot. Uh, they're working to do that so they can oh, sell it as bad one. Nothing come from this, right? You know why? Because they think people will sign up for it more because it has the word flu in it and we're used to the flu shot. Even though the flu shot's very dangerous uh, past 2017 with squalene in it, they're still going to push it. But they that's thats the reason. They want to push it so that they can get people to to take the COVID more. So Well, I, I find it very fascinating during covid all of the flu cases were totally expunged. There mm -hmm. were no flu cases this last year. And now they're reconstructing all of that. They're going back and looking again and saying, oh, well, no, that was really, that person really died from a motorcycle accident. Oh, that person was already in hospice. Mm -hmm. Oh, that person had the flu. Right. And, and I just want to remind everybody that the reason why people died from the Spanish flu was called bacterial pneumonia. So true. I wish and people would realize this. Mm -hmm. Even Fauci knows this. I know. I know. And, you know, endless, endless years. So they're either going to get you with the vaccine or you're going to get bacterial pneumonia from being masked forever. <laughs> yep. And uh, does everyone realize that they can only reflect back on the 1918 and they actually really do it in cover-up style because they're not telling you the whole truth and they amped up the deaths. We've done a million shows on this. 
But, uh, and I mean, they doubled, tripled, quadrupled the deaths on uh, 2000, uh, on the 1918. But what's interesting is, is they really don't have anything since then that they could actually point to. Because why? Because we live in a society now where we don't have the things that were working against us um, in the 1800s. We have good sanitary. We have all these things. So they have to go back all the way to 1918, which... No one alive, really. There really aren't very many alive that were born in, you know, that would even remember 1918. And so so they can get away with um, with basically um, manipulating and being deceitful about the facts of it. And then, of course, they don't have we don't have every single decade this major thing that takes out gazillions of people. We just don't. And And I don't ever foresee really that happening unless they were going to unleash a biological agent on us. So. Well, it's very interesting. I listened to a podcast where they were interviewing one of the researchers who was very instrumental in the development of the RNA technology. Mm-hmm. And they were looking at the, the you know, the, the initial thing was, we're going to put the injection in your arm muscle and that's where it stays. Right. But no, it actually escapes within minutes and is circulating through your whole body. And so where have they found it now? It is concentrating in a couple of places in people's bodies. It's concentrating in sexual reproduction organs, mm-hmm. so testes and ovaries. Mm-hmm. It's also concentrating in the lymph system, and it's concentrating in bone marrow. Jeez. So in the next 20 years, maybe mm-hmm. less, start looking for lymphoma, yep. leukemia, and infertility. Yep. Uh, we're going to come That's right back. That's what we're volunteering for, right? Yeah. We're going to come right back. I hope, I hope this scares the hell out of people because I'm just hoping they won't run and take this thing. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Don't go anywhere. More with Melissa when we return. There has never been a better time than right now to start a career with Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature is hiring various positions, including management, specialty, and entry level. Balance of Nature pays competitive wages, starting at $15 per hour for entry level positions. Balance of Nature benefits are exceptional, including health care, fresh lunches, a gym membership and personal trainer, an unlimited supply of Balance of Nature products, and educational opportunities. Balance of Nature is making a massive impact on people's health. If you are interested in being a part of our cause and want to help grow this local St. George company into a global organization making a difference to millions of individuals around the world, Apply right now at balanceofnature.com slash careers. Find the culture and career you've been searching for. Again, go to balanceofnature.com slash careers. The 2021 Best of Southern Utah results are in, and the winner is Walker Plumbing, gold medal in the category of plumber and heating and air. From all of us at Walker Plumbing, thank you for voting us Best of Southern Utah for the second year in a row. Give us a call today and experience why we were voted Best of Southern Utah. This is Brett, the owner of Walker Plumbing, Heating and Air. Thank you again for voting us Best of Southern Utah. We have the plumbing and air conditioning team you can trust guaranteed. Visit mystgeorgeplumber.com. Are you close to retirement and over 62 years old? 
A reverse mortgage could be your key to financial freedom in retirement. Heritage Reverse Mortgage is offering a free Lunch and Learn seminar on reverse mortgages. Come learn the facts with Southern Utah's reverse mortgage specialists. Space is limited, so call today. Call Heritage Reverse Mortgage, 435-359-9000 to RSVP. That's 435-359-9000. Or sign up at heritagereversemortgage.com. NMLS number 1497455. They're slow, and there's insurance companies slow. At Siegfried & Jensen, we know a few things about dealing with insurance companies, so you don't have to. Our team of attorneys right here in St. George will help you navigate the insurance company's roadblocks and get you a timely resolution on your injury claim. After you're hurt, never go it alone. Call Siegfried & Jensen today at 435-222-2222, or to find out more, Visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Hi, this is Kate Daly, and I love my sponsors. Boulevard Mattress, located at Boulevard Home on Mall Drive, where you can get an incredible mattress at a low, low price. And St. George Ink & Toner, now at their new location, 237 North Bluff, Southern Utah's number one place to purchase all your home and business printing supplies. St. George Ink & Toner. We've got Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic with us today in Wasatch Medical. They have a breakthrough in scientifically proven treatment for ED. And what's so very interesting, guys, listen up. This solution does not require any pills, no injections, no surgery. Andrew, please tell us more about this treatment. That's right, Carl. We are finally treating the actual root cause problem of erectile dysfunction, our acoustic wave therapy. It opens up and regrows blood vessels in this part of the body, so you don't have to take the pill anymore. Thank goodness. All right, now this sounds pretty good, and the guy's out there going, okay, but proof of the pudding, what kind of results are we now seeing with these treatments? It is a breath of fresh air. Our patients tell us to not have to take the pill to improve the intimacy with their significant other. And there are also 40 clinical studies backing our technology. One study said this is the new standard of care for erectile dysfunction. Okay, now that you've got our interest, what do you have to offer for our listeners for today? Call us right now at the initial screening assessment plus the blood flow ultrasound, totally free. We'll also give you a special gift that produces immediate results in the bedroom. You're going to love that. It's a $500 value free to those that call now. Okay, you heard it, guys. Time to pick up that phone. You call right now for that free exam. That's 435-922-7000. I'm going to say the number a couple of times. So if you need to pull over and write it down, do so. 435-922-7000. One more time. 435-922-7000. Looking for ways to serve but don't know where to begin? Go to JustServe.org, a free site to help those who want to serve find opportunities nearby. JustServe has teamed up with organizations nationwide. Go to JustServe.org and type in your city, and you'll see a list of service opportunities. Sign up on JustServe to receive emails letting you know about new projects. JustServe is fast, free, and easy. JustServe.org is provided as a service by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Little Dolly, it's been a long, cold, lonely winter. Little Dolly, it feels like years since it's been here. Here comes the sun, doo-doo-doo, 
Here comes the sun, Brooke White. I don't know if you guys remember her from American Idol, but I loved her version of this song. Uh, anyway, welcome back to the show. And uh, we're talking about all, well, three different major topics right now in the news. I love this. Uh, talking about this with Melissa Smith, my co-host, and also uh, co-host every Wednesday. Also get over to Balance of Nature. You know, if there was ever a time when you needed to shore up on vegetables and fruits and the nutrients of those vegetables and fruits, I think now would be the optimum time. And when I say that, I I actually really mean it because of what's coming. And I really want people to be prepared for it. And so please, by all means, make sure that you have this product on your shelf. And I would say a lot extra because this product will store. And this is a product that you can take that has the nutrients your body needs. And please, by all means, get to balanceofnature.com and put the code Kate. K-A-T-E, my first name. And you're going to get up to 35% in free shipping. I, I am telling you, your body needs this right now. And also, you need to have it in storage. Um, it's a fantastic product. Go to Balance of Nature to learn more. No more blah days. And for the future, I would say store up as much as you can. That would be my advice. Um, Melissa, back here with you. Let's talk about the sun, shall we? Oh, let's do. You know, this is one of my favorite topics. Mm-hmm. I have been a big endorser of the Grand Solar Minimum. Mm-hmm. And now I have bumped into something new, a new theory about the sun's cycles. Okay. So we all know, right, that mm-hmm. the sun cycles Every about it's anywhere between 10 to 15 years, averaging about every 11 years, starts a new cycle. Um, we're just about getting ready to go into cycle number 25. But there are some researchers at the University of Maryland who have a whole new theory, and it's very interesting. So, what they're looking at is something called a terminator event, okay? And so it doesn't mean termination of life or mm-hmm. termination of the sun or any of that. Mm-hmm. What it means is the earth or the sun has magnetic bands on it and they move across the surface of the sun. And periodically the the two different polarities of the magnetic fields will come together at the equator of the sun. Hence a terminator event because they they kind of cancel each other out and this happens every 10 to 15 years and these these researchers are saying aha now we know what starts a new solar cycle and what they're theorizing is that if the new if the terminator event happens on the the smaller end if it happens in 10 years mm-hmm. It causes a uh, a weak solar cycle to follow it, which means few sunspots. That's like a solar minimum. Mm-hmm. If it stretches out longer, if it goes for 15 years, am I telling you this right? Mm-hmm. I better make sure that I'm, I've got this right. The longer, oh, no, excuse me. I told it to you backwards. The longer it is between the cycles, the weaker the sunspot activity, if it comes short, if it comes at the 10 year mark, that means it will be a strong sunspot cycle. Okay. So let's talk about why we should care about this. So for one, let's talk about climate as affected and impacted by the sun. Mm-hmm. 
like actual climate change, not man-made, because it's the man-made exploitation that we need to be really leery of. (laughs) But there are certain cyclical patterns that the Earth has. Yes, there are. Okay. There are. For example, we can go back to the Little Ice Age Mm -hmm. in Europe. That Mm -hmm. was a solar minimum. Mm -hmm. There's also another one called the Dalton Solar Minimum. And then we also have, you know, kind of extreme events on the other end, like the Carrington event, which happened in like 1850-something, in the 1850s. Um, And then there was another big event that uh, happened in the 80s. So sometimes if you're on a solar minimum... And there's not very much sunspot activity. That means the earth tends to operate a little bit on the cool side Mm -hmm. or colder and with dramatic fluctuations in temperature. So some places will be dramatically hotter. Mm -hmm. Other places will be cooler. There will be dramatic weather globally, Mm -hmm. increased hurricane activity, increased tornadic cyclonic activity Mm -hmm. there could be you know there it also has these minimums have an impact on earthquakes they have an impact on volcanoes so that's one end that's the minimum end what happens when we go to the other extreme when the when the sun is belching out big solar storms then it puts our electrical grid at risk So, lest you think that's what the Carrington event in the 1850s was so extreme that um, telegraph operators, now think about the electronics Mm -hmm. in 1850s compared to now. Sure. So there wasn't a whole lot, Um, but telegraph operators were saying that during that event, the Carrington event, their telegraph keys, you know, the key where you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. type it in. There, it was sending pulses down their telegraph wires and shooting sparks out of the keys. Oh, my god! Okay? Uh-huh. So let's think about what kind of electronics we all rely on today. Everything. <laughs> Everything right. we do, our own time. We have lives. not had a, a Carrington-like effect, mm-hmm. uh, impact for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. However, on March 13th, 1989, the, the Earth did hit us with a big solar storm um 10 billion ton cloud of gas hit the hit the 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 northern hemisphere Mm -hmm. and within hours oh it came in at a million miles an hour think on that so on uh, at 2 44 a.m on march 13 that big solar storm found a weakness in the electrical grid in Quebec, Canada, and in two minutes shut the entire power grid down. Hmm. Two minutes, yeah. Okay. And they had a, it was a 12 hour blackout that followed. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all such great stuff. Well, and that solar flare, by comparison to the Carrington event, was very minor. Hmm. It impacted 200 different power grids in the United States as well. With varying levels of, you know, inconvenience, shall we say. Hmm. Satellites lost Mm -hmm. their tracking systems. um, As well, the space shuttle Mm -hmm. had mysterious problems in which a a fuel cell had unusually high pressure readings that immediately stopped once that big plasma burst passed on by. So... 
Hmm. I guess the guys that are doing this research on this Terminator event have said, we don't know when the next one is going to happen. Sure. Um, it might be, a, it might be coming very soon or it might stretch it out long. So will we, are we still in a minimum or are we going to have a, a big maximum coming at us? Hmm. I don't know. Neither one is really tremendously yeah. great. Well, for one, us. one thing that we can count on is they'll exploit it for man-made climate change and make it seem as if it's all our fault and uh, and we could have controlled it with a plastic straw in a bag. So I'm pretty sure it'll be exploited no matter what comes. I, I think there are contingency plans for that at least. But I uh, but it will be interesting to see if, if any of these events really do transpire, right? It was what's the certainty? behind it, you know, of, of uh, it transpiring. Well, these guys are, these the, the researchers that are doing this at the University of Maryland are kind of glib about it. They're just like, this will be great. You know, we don't know, but mm. we're going to find out. And that's what's going to be exciting. Wow. <laughs> well, like, oh, yeah. Their version great. of exciting and my version of exciting are very well, different. I'm, I'm kind of wondering if the mm-hmm. Great Reset is also, are they planning on resetting the sun as well? I, I mean, it mm. wouldn't. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if they thought they could. It would. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, that they that they wouldn't think so. Um, they're an interesting lot, and so, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna enter into a drought, and that drought is going to be caused by climate change. They're going to tell us, and there's so much there to unpack as far as what we're going to be hearing in the news for the next solid year, two years. Um, because of them driving this train. And I do find it interesting that once uh, once we have this administration in, then all of a sudden we start having these issues with drought again, you know, so fiercely. But I do think they're going to ride this um, as much as they possibly can. And when I say we don't need to be in a drought, I'm not denying that the drought won't be taking place. I'm just saying we don't need to be in one because we we can call them on it being manufactured. And I do think it'll be heavily manufactured. But well, it will be propagandized for sure. Mm-hmm. And and that's the real thing. You know, we're, if you're following the news at all, you should be hearing about, you know, supply chain instability, food chain instability. Um, and how much of that? I think we all like I said, this is a this has been an hour where we these are questions we should be asking. Mm-hmm. How much of that instability is really, it is man-made. Well, well, yes, because look at who they, it's kind of like what happened on 9-11 when they immediately knew who the persons were that carried out 9-11 because their passports fell magically from the sky, but nothing else in the way of evidence, everything else was powder, but, but their passports came down. And then within like eight minutes, they just knew who it was. And so this is along the same lines. They are already blaming climate change without even any studies. Like there's, it's just the immediate culprit and uh, setting it up for, we knew all along this was the immediate culprit, no questions asked, and nobody in the press is asking, they're just assuming it's climate change. And that's how you kind of know when uh, they're manufacturing something. They don't even care to find out. Well, let's think about <laughs> the things that we've talked about today that mm-hmm. we cannot question. Okay. We cannot question the insurrection. Uh-huh. Or who was behind it, or what the aim of it was. Mm-hmm. We cannot question the vaccine, or its safety, or its research, yeah. or its methodology. We mm-hmm. can't question any of that. And by the way, these guys from uh, that are talking about this Terminator event, right. they have been censored 
right off of Facebook and Twitter. Hmm. Why would someone who's doing solar physics studies be censored off of Facebook and Twitter? We should ask ourselves that question. Right, because they want to exploit it. <laughs> they don't want somebody giving credit to just nature alone. No, it has to be exploited. Uh, they're trying to globalize the carbon tax. They're trying to do all these things. They have to have a reason, and uh, they got to invent it. So that's the only reason I could see that they would want to take them down. Right. If you've been watching any of the summit. Uh in Europe right now, in in England, you have to see the hypocrisy of it. Mm -hmm. You have to see it. Right. Because they're not, you know, they're they're doing the little elbow bumps. Yeah. Except when they don't think cameras can see them. Then they're walking around hugging each other and, oh, slapping each other on the back. They're They're only wearing masks when they're in front of cameras. And they're only having meetings down in the same waters that looked about the same, um, you know, um, almost 100 years ago and saying how it's rising. Well, it's not rising and there's no significant change. You might see little changes, nothing significant to go down and warrant a meeting down in the sand. Um, And so there's all kinds of things that are going on for the cameras that are just insane. And and I, I just hope people aren't believing it. I really do. I mean, we're, we believed the fear of a plague so much, even though we never really saw it happening, um, that we were willing to wear masks and, um, and, and dutifully do what we were asked to do. Not us, but most people out there. And so people are going to think that this is man-made. It's insane. Well, the exploitation, mm-hmm. what started out as a two weeks to flatten the curve, mm-hmm. did anyone think that? Two years later, we would still be yeah. wa- wondering about it. I know. Uh, so Seriously. Here we, are. here we are. And so I don't have a lot of faith that people won't believe the, the news cycles when they immediately make the culprit into um, it's us. We're the bad guy, human beings. And um, I'd like to meet yeah. the person whose SUV changed the magnetic fields on the sun. Um, Biden's? <laughs> No, well, maybe that's possible. <laughs> well, they drive them everywhere. Uh, they condemn them and then drive them. So I always find that kind of interesting uh, that they all use the SUVs that they they deem but to be Kate, in charge of important. climate change. I know they're important, and you're not. Yeah. I hate to tell you. Yeah, his I'm fraudulency, not either, so. his fraudulency, and his um, yeah, his uh, his SUV. Interesting. Yeah. Thank you, you Melissa. Me. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bicycles yeah. for you and me. There we go. They would love it. Uh, They're tearing up with with joy right now. Um, So anyway, thank you, Melissa. Really appreciate that. Melissa Smith, my co-host. And, uh, of course, Susan is in the wings. She'll be on next. And we have so many great topics. Thanks again, Susan. Great topics to cover. And, of course, it'll be on podcasts. It'll be in three uh, separate uh, podcasts that you can share, shortcasts. All right. I'll be right back on the Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com at the bottom of the homepage for all the the, uh, SoundClouds. Hi, this is Dr. Lewis. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction and sick of taking pills? Well, we- it starts now. Why do I do it? Why do I do it? But why do you do it? Because I suppose you've got to do things that scare you. This is my, this is my extreme sport. Some people jump off mountains. Some people jump out of planes. Some people go deep sea diving. Some people jump over buses on a motorbike. I get up and say things. <laughs> Hi there, welcome back 
last hour on a Wednesday. I've got Susan here. How are you? Hi, super. And uh, that was Ricky Gervais, uh, his extreme sport, saying things. <laughs> I feel like that's our extreme sport, you know? People ask me what my hobbies are, and I'm like, no, truly. It's, <laughs> it's just saying things that I believe in, but out loud, where a lot of people don't get that chance. I get it every day, and it's, uh, wow, it's it's a double-edged sword, let me just tell you. Um well, went through a couple of topics with Melissa, three different subjects, all very interesting things to think about. We're going to do the same in this hour. I'm, I'm excited to do that. You know, the, the, the story, I, and I, you brought this up out when we were on the break, and I just wanted to kind of reinstate this. The story that Fauci funded Wuhan kind of secretly and that he was the only one that did it, and then Wuhan released this that isn't true. Like the, the part that's not true is the part that they will not talk about in the press. And the part that they don't talk about in the press is that we were very much in bed with the whole situation. Many, many, many people here in the United States um, and uh, and saw it all the way through. China did not just go rogue and do something to us. And so when people call it the China disease, I always want to I always feel like I should I should really make sure that people realize where I stand on that because that is how they're how they are describing it in the press isn't isn't right well you know we were very much in bed and paying for it and saw it all the way through and kept that under wraps and uh we just we wanted somebody to blame we wanted to blame them solely for it but that's not exactly what happened what's your take on this Susan well, more and more information comes out, and in 2015, Dr. Barrick's researchers from the University of North Carolina um, started this gain of function. So he was a British researcher, but he was working in North Carolina, and Zuckerberg's group funneled a couple hundred thousand dollars to him for this research. Hmm. So now you're getting the funding right, right. through, and he, and he was in North Carolina. Yeah. So we pretend that it was just in one spot, in one place. Yeah, it wasn't. When we've been in cahoots for a long time. And I, I just wish people would recognize that because it's usually when the media is pointing in one direction, you can pretty much go the other direction and be probably more near the truth um, because they'll they'll never truly point. They might point in some ways to some of it, but never the whole truth ever. So no. when the media jumps on board, just always do a 180. Um, I love that uh, statement. Uh, somebody said that a long time ago, and it's so true. All right. So let's talk. Let's talk first about because we've been talking a little bit about what's coming. And I keep trying to warn people that the World Economic Forum put out this. Uh, it's on Cargill. C-A-R-G-I-L-L-2. They put out this document about this simulation of 2020. So this was in 2015. And they said in 2022, we're going to have these shortages and everything and a drought and wow, and it's all coming. Well, we've been talking about this lately, have we not? And so um, let's talk about food shortages in the past. Let's talk about how they came to be. Because the manipulation, you're pretty much going to find some manipulation at hand. Well, this started because I was doing some genealogy research on my mm-hmm. own family line. And about six generations back, I run into this Haggerty name and where he came from. And then it's a big mess over in Ireland. And sure. I thought, I'm this is right in the middle of the Irish famine, the Irish potato famine. Mm-hmm. That has been drilled into our heads. That's the only thing it's called. So this Chicago researcher, and that's where I was born too, um, 
His name is Chris Fogarty, and he retired. He was a retired engineer. He started looking into his grandfather's history. He went over to England. He looked through the British records. His Irish grandfather served in the British military in Ireland. And so he was looking at all these maps, ordnance maps, food maps, where um, flour mills were. And then he started reading more and more about how many soldiers were there. And he started to appreciate that it wasn't a famine at all because he could see the records of how they were exporting, Mm. exporting the food. And other people will come around when you get into, because the regular history didn't really highlight Mm -hmm. this, but the military history has the proof, the maps, the shipments. And people said, well, there was more coming into the country to help them. A lot of it, most of it was going to uh, feed animals. Hmm. And so he realized, he said, I felt really bad all this time. You kind of blame the Irish people. Well, they planted potatoes. Then there was a potato blight. Then they didn't have anything to eat. And they came over here by the millions. Mm -hmm. And that history tells us it was people making a mistake and then Mother Nature. Right. Mm-hmm. He says, That's how, not true. how in the world is it that, well, let me just give you some statistics. For First of all, the name of the book is Ireland, 1845 to 1850, The Perfect Holocaust and Who Kept It Perfect. Ooh, ouch. Okay. Yeah, let's hear about this. He called it the Holocaust because for years during the time it was happening, the newspapers called it a Holocaust. That's what the newspapers were calling it. So he thought, I I have got to put this book together. And he did. It had maps. He's working on his third edition right now. But it fascinated me that with the maps, you could see where, let me get to the number, it's like 555, 555 flour mills. And then you can see where all the meat is processed across the country. Mm-hmm. It was a fully functioning and it was food, doing fine. food economy that was doing fine. And he said, what we're really looking at is a genocide. And so he went back 50 years to find his teacher Um, who was very elderly at that point. And he said, do you remember teaching us how this was a famine? Right. And his teacher said, I was given a curriculum and told not to deviate from the curriculum. Don't tell true history. He said, we all knew it was a genocide and that food was being exported right under our noses. But the teachers had a curriculum. Part of the reason all of this happened is that most of the land in Ireland was owned by British landlords. Mm. And so with British landlords, they also expelled peasants from their properties. As this got worse and worse, people Mm -hmm. were kicked out of their homes with nowhere to go. Right. So one of the other things. And what are we looking at? Oh, yeah, that's right. Wall Street's are new landlord in America, apparently, and has been since 2009, since the housing crash. It isn't new. They've been doing this for quite a while. Yes. But I I do find the similarity kind of interesting. Exactly. The whole BlackRock Because they've been buying up homes. That's right. He said people would whisper about something else. It was the mass 
graves, mass graves, people just shoveled into these graves. He said, the graves are 170 years old now, and Mm -hmm. some of them are marked. But he said, the funny thing about it is people still won't talk about it. And they have now started marking all the graves. But he said there are thousands, um, thousands of people in these graves. So... All of a sudden, you turn around and your eyes are open. The scales have fallen from his eyes to say, this was done to us. And they had charts talking about the exporting of things. Yes. And where the 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 original healthy economy existed. So that doesn't that make a lot more sense? Yeah, it does. Then people Mm -hmm. became dependent on one crop. And when it (laughs) failed, they all and you go, that would be stupid. Right. Right. And, and why would they only eat? Why wouldn't they just be normal people growing things? Right. It, it, it didn't ever make any sense. And so I love to go back into history on these kinds of things because we can learn so much from them. And they were willing to do it back then, uh, displace people. And then, of course, you know, it's kind of it's kind of like the, 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 the two punch. You know what I mean? You get them out of their homes and they're already desperate. And then, of course, you stop the food. And so with Wall Street as our new uh, landlord in America for a huge part of the homes, a huge amount of the homes, uh, the jacked up prices, they are jacking up rental prices. Could you see that happening here? And then all of a sudden the one-two punch with the um, the engineered climate change um, results, because that's they'll, they'll exploit it for sure, um, into this manufactured drought that we're having that will end up as a result you know, we can't have the crops and then food inflation prices go up. And so that simulation from the World Economic Forum talking about the fact that, yeah, 2022, we're going to see huge food shortages. I hope we're all ready for this. But look, I mean, you have to look at the manufacturing of these things. That's right. That's right. That there's sometimes a black hand and a Obama has used that mm-hmm. term to the black hand. Um, he, so in their interview, there's a actual video of this of him. He says in Cork, um, three thirty thousand. It's reported in mass graves in just Jeez. in County Cork, and so a total of five point two million, five point two million victims total. And um, so the crosses are there, and as people start to appreciate that this has been done to them it's the rest of us who can learn from this lesson um so what's interesting about this um, man too chris fogarty is that because his father was so old and he was born of a 65 year old father his father was born 161 years ago and he could talk about what happened during the famine so you start to realize um it was not a famine at all he said it was a result of government policy. There were 67,000 troops there stripping, stripping the land of resources and exporting them. Jeez. So then one would ask, how could they keep it a secret? Why, you know, did they speak out? How do you know they didn't? And uh, what were they threatened with if they did? So people always think that when something like this goes down, that all these people are going to come to the forefront and tell the truth. That doesn't always happen. Number one, it doesn't. And those voices are usually drowned out anyway, if they do. And so you will have some whistleblowers, but um, they're usually, you know, and in the case of the military too, 
Um, did they have to stand and protect the military by not saying any of this? That's or were they compartmentalized into only what they knew and maybe they didn't realize how much uh, they were doing, how much of the military was involved? Who yeah. knows? And how much food was involved? Who knows? Yeah. Wow. I'll be right back. Great stuff, Susan. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. KateDalyRadio.com. There has never been a better time than right now to start a career with Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature is hiring various positions, including management, specialty, and entry level. Balance of Nature pays competitive wages, starting at $15 per hour for entry level positions. Balance of Nature benefits are exceptional, including health care, fresh lunches, a gym membership and personal trainer, an unlimited supply of Balance of Nature products, and educational opportunities. Balance of Nature is making a massive impact on people's health. If you are interested in being a part of our cause and want to help grow this local St. George company into a global organization, making a difference to millions of individuals around the world, Apply right now at balanceofnature.com slash careers. Find the culture and career you've been searching for. Again, go to balanceofnature.com slash careers. Thank you, Southern Utah, for voting us Best of Southern Utah three years in a row. Hi, it's Justin from the Mattress Store, and we love helping Southern Utah sleep better. If you're new to Southern Utah, welcome, and we'd love to invite you in to see why so many people voted us Best of Southern Utah three years in a row for Southern Utah locations. Bluff by Ace Hardware, Bloomington by the Walmart, Washington next to Best Buy, and downtown Cedar City next to Lynn's. Nobody beats the Mattress Store. No Nobody. Hey guys, Josh here at Red Rock Auto Sales. And we know lots of people sell trucks, but not many are selling them the way we do. In fact, nobody does it like Red Rock Auto 4x4 and Truck Center. With a huge selection of custom lifted trucks, leveling kits, and custom wheel and tire packages, and not to mention the largest selection of used diesel trucks in St. George, you need to come down and check out why we become the used truck leader in Southern Utah. Check us out online at redrockautosales.com or come visit the store at 960 South Bluff Street. Can you imagine not being stressed going to the dentist? So often, going to the dentist includes feeling pressured. Well, you don't have to imagine anymore. At Imagine Family Dentistry, they believe in no pressure. They'll tell you what you need, and you tell them what you want. And if you don't have insurance, it's okay. Imagine Family Dentistry has a value savings plan. You can save hundreds of dollars utilizing it. And with their new patient exam, they just make it so easy. At Imagine Family Dentistry, new patients receive an exam, a cleaning, x-rays, and a hygiene kit, all for only $75. At that price, you can afford to get the whole family in. Just imagine a dentist that doesn't pressure you. They simply take care of you and your family. Visit Imagine Family Dentistry today, located off Bluff Street between Kmart and Smith's. Or to make an appointment, call 435-656-1111. That's 435-656-1111. Are you ready for a Mesquite golf getaway but thought you couldn't afford it? Well, then the Casablanca Resort in Mesquite is just right for you. 
Make your tee time now for just $45. You get a round of golf at your choice of either the Casablanca Golf Club or Palms Golf Course, a free buffet at the Virgin River Casino, and a sleeve of golf balls. Book your tee time at CasablancaResort.com forward slash golf or call 702-346-6764. The Casablanca Resort in Mesquite. It's just like Vegas used to be. On June 1st, 2021, Canyon Media Group, licensee of KZNU 1450 AM St. George, Utah, filed an application with the Federal Communications Commission for renewal of its broadcast license. Members of the public wishing to view this application or obtain information about how to file comments and petitions on the application can visit publicfilesfcc.gov and search in KZNU's public file. The 2021 Best of Southern Utah results are in, and the winner is Prolong Medical Center. Gold medal winner in the category of men's health. Gentlemen, are you having trouble with intimacy in your relationship? Have you tried other companies' ED treatments and were just uncomfortable with a lack of a customized treatment plan? Well, it's time for you to call Prolong Medical Center in St. George, where they will create a customized treatment plan with advanced acoustic waves to help restore natural and long-lasting results in just a few sessions. If you've tried other companies and felt like just another number, it's time for you to call Prolong Medical Center and find out why they were voted gold medal in men's health for the best of Southern Utah. Call today for a no-obligation appointment and get your customized treatment plan designed to promote healthy blood flow. And over the course of six sessions, you can experience unprecedented long-term results. Call Prolong Medical Center at 435-375-5000. That's 435-375-5000 or ProlongMedical.com. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Cape Daly Show. Topic, man, everyone I think needs to hear about uh, just because they've really silenced it in curriculums in school and they don't talk about it. It's uh, kind of like the Holdemore. They don't talk about that much bigger than the Holocaust itself that we always talk about. Uh, so many things in our society uh, that uh, they started back in 1906, a very concerted effort, the Carnegie Foundation, to strip us of true history. And it's been going on a very, very long time, and there's proof of this. And so I'm just always just, I think, blown away by the amount of lies we've been told. And when I asked Ed Griffin that question, how many lies has the government told? And I was thinking 97%. He said 97%. And I went, wow, that's wild. Anyway, uh, 97% of what they do and say are lies. So 
I'm with it. I'm with Ed Griffin. I, I absolutely agree on that. Uh, welcome back to the show, balanceofnature.com. Go to balanceofnature.com. The, the best fruits and vegetables with no pesticides, no GMO, no, no nothing, just fruits and vegetables, the best ones. They condense those down into uh, just the nutrients in caplet form for you and make sure that you get these. Uh, in fact, three fruits and three veggies a day of the uh, of the capsules are just about perfect and you get, you're getting about 31 fruits and vegetables a day. Make sure you have even extra on hand. Uh, I would. In fact, go to balanceofnature.com and you'll get 35% off and free shipping. It's an amazing deal. Put in the code Kate, K-A-T-E, and uh, you'll get the savings right away. They'll ship it out immediately. And I'm telling you, you're going to love this product. This is a great food supplement. All right, Susan. So a couple more things on the Irish famine that was very, very manufactured. Yes, it was. He calls it his book. um, Chris Fogarty's book is called Ireland 1845 to 1850. The perfect holocaust and who kept it perfect Oof. ouch so one of the ways they did this not surprisingly is there were 101 newspapers in ireland and he had a list of all of their names and all except one was owned by the british landlords <laughs> gosh so anything that came out was the well like yeah. cnn basically yeah. like everything was cnn bought yeah. and sold pretty much like it is right now that's right yeah. and so anybody who tried to publish or get the word out was arrested Therefore, uh, there was a man by the name of Dean Jonathan Swift who put out his own book, and he did talk about it. So they couldn't arrest him because he was part of what they called the ascendancy, and he was a protected class. And when you think of this, a protected class, they couldn't be arrested for anything. Nothing could be done to them. It's kind of like our kind country. Like a foreign agent over here. <laughs> right. <laughs> they our, nothing happens to them. Our they can own, do anything. Our own politician. Oh, yeah. What did Hillary say? She's right. the most exonerated woman in history. Yeah, right. She, right. It's, Ooh, it's I same just thing. threw up in my mouth. Go same ahead. Thing. So the peasants had basically no standing. They were not considered legal persons for hundreds of years. They weren't considered legal, if you can believe that. So when Dean Jonathan Swift put out this book talking about how things really were, they couldn't arrest him. So they arrested the printer of the book. But he went about, um, he has a huge hero because what he did was he wrote a modest proposal Um, as to what the Irish children could eat to help save them from a life of misery and that he wanted them because children were considered untouchables, but he was a member of the, um, of the ascendancy. So he wanted them to learn to read. And this was just a proposal to try and help them out. So he was trying to do the right thing. This is that, that 5% that Mm -hmm. says I'm going to stand up in the face of the crown Right. And do this. So any portrayal now of Queen Victoria, and this was during her mm-hmm, reign, mm-hmm. portrays her as very concerned and trying to help out with the famine. But she gave one of the highest awards to the man who was in charge of the whole thing. <laughs> of course. She awarded Why does this him. not shock me? Hmm. So these were, you know, the machinations going on behind the scenes, but... People, one of the things they did was they let people leave in ships, but a lot of times the people were sick. There was typhus. And so they called them coffin ships because so many people would just end up dying. It was really, really horrendous. Um, 
so when you think about this and when people bring this up, what I really liked, he said in this interview, that we owe it to people who have been part of a genocide to acknowledge their existence Mm -hmm. and to recognize the genocide, just like the Armenian genocide, just suffering, Mm -hmm. the Jewish genocide, the Holdemar. Let's not pretend the Russian one. Yeah. And take the narrative of the UK. So there've been critics. They interviewed a historian from the UK who's British. Oh no, no. We were very concerned. We tried to help. You know, there were things yeah. such as workhouses, which were just unbelievably mm-hmm. evil, where people would just go to die. There was a story recently, um, about two weeks ago, about a mass grave found in Canada mm-hmm. of Indian children. It was a couple hundred, 200 kids in this mass grave. People were outraged justifiably, absolutely horrific. There's mass graves all over Ireland due to this famine and due to this intentional genocide. It's been a battle tactic mm-hmm. of conquerors for right. millennia. Well, I mean, you look at the takeover by the Carnegie Foundation in, in our education, and they wanted teachers to be instructed over in Britain and then come over here. And it you know, it makes a lot more sense when you start to think about it because um, they wanted the, uh, certain stories to be told certain ways so that we would never reflect back on history and remember these things as these things were being, you know, done, we wouldn't recognize them, right? We wouldn't think that the government would do them, but it makes a lot more sense. So they wanted them flown to to Europe to be educated, then come back here, and they wanted kind of like a designer teacher. They wanted to design the way they were educated. And uh, the Carnegie Foundation, um, and uh, I think it was the uh, Ford Foundation, um, there were several foundations, the Rockefeller Foundation, all involved in this, um, this just <laughs> getting out any true history at all and retelling the stories. And this is why you didn't hear about it when you were in school. No, that's right. And who was Queen Victoria's uncle was Prince Leopold of Belgium. Mm-hmm. Now, he is notorious and his son for creating genocide in the Democrat Republic of the Congo. The the big central Democrat Congo, and it is one considered one of the most evil reigns of terror, essentially, that ever existed. And this was who was advising Queen Victoria. (laughs) So it was kind of seen as, you know, Mm -hmm. how do you erase your competition, your political competition, if there's these millions of people in Ireland? Right. So to think that just a convenient famine that got rid of a lot of their problems. Yeah. And it turns out who benefited? Well, I'm here today mm-hmm. because of a great great grandfather that right. came across on a boat and I'm sure it was hell. We all, yeah. Right. I have a lot of Irish in my background. Right. And what I like what he said is um it's a burden, but it's a burden to know this that all mature decent people should accept. We must accept the truth and the truth really will set us free. Mm-hmm. And it won't free us of the burden of knowing about it, but it will free us up in many other beautiful beautiful right. ways. Right. Because we can face it, acknowledge it, and now it makes sense. And then we don't, on top of it, just to add injury, you know, insult to injury, we do not talk about the fact that they were enslaved out of desperation of the things going on over in Ireland. They were enslaved, came over here and treated like this. But no, of course, no white people, right? Because you can't talk about them. It's only black people in this country. And I'm sorry, but you have to understand that 
that white people were involved, very involved in slavery, and and really, really more of servitude. It was a lot of a lot more of servitude where they had to do a number of years. Um, but in any case, you're not allowed to talk about that. It's, they're like erased from so many things of, of that they went through of significance, yeah. of huge significance. And so he, we could teach critical race. Hmm. He talks about the people who went back to Ireland from America, and it was in part because they were having to pay rents here for properties in Ireland. They were still indentured mm-hmm. to their landlords, and it just sounds like the most horrendously oppressive. Right, where you would just want to give up. Yeah, but luckily, it's, certain ones didn't. And they stuck with it. And we are here today because the Irish people were tough. But when you look at who stood up and how the odds were stacked against them, there were people who stood up. And now there's people willing to look at it and acknowledge the truth. So it's important to correct people and not to fall for anything that is done. Let's look at the news objectively and see the information that's coming in about our own food supply all of these machinations going on right now, mm-hmm. the skullduggery of yeah. uh, who's doing what now and what thing just got blown up where. and The who, farmers in California saying they were dumping oh, the yeah. water yes. uh, into the ocean and saying that they were they didn't have any water, no snowpack. It was very, it's just very interesting because there are people, so many people speaking out right now. I know. Yeah. I know. So about to see this clearly, drought. yeah, mm-hmm. to see this clearly as a template Mm-hmm. And to know very uh, that this reign of terror of the British government and what they did worldwide. And he points out that half the regiments of the British Empire, half were put in Ireland. And he said, why would that have been? Yeah. And it's clearly to have created a political advantage by the stripping of the resources mm-hmm. the of, land. The, of mm-hmm. the land ownership and. Our country did it to the Indians. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a great lesson to teach your kids. Yeah. And so going forward, there's a clear narrative right. that, that makes sense. Not yeah. just people eating potatoes and they were too stupid. Yeah. To and, plan uh, for disease. Yeah. This is why we bring all of it up. We bring up the Haldemore. And most people don't have never even heard that word. Isn't that interesting? More people died in the Haldemore than ever did the Holocaust. But you would never hear about it. Nobody knows Nobody knows. I remember Investigator Dave was the first one to bring it up on the show. And uh, people, we just haven't, when I say we, we've just been stripped of our education and haven't known it for a lot of it, you know, you have to say, well, we didn't know. But uh, there's no excuse now, not with the Internet, not with all the resources we have. There's just no reason not to dive in unless people choose to put their heads in the sand, unless they just want to live in La La Land. Then I guess you can. You can just believe the government cares for you and loves you. But I don't know why somebody would even believe that after all of the years of, of exposing lies after lie after lie after lie. I don't know how anyone could believe that. No, that's right. They do. And they want to believe it. And we're sophisticated yeah. if we see the pattern. Holdemore was the U- Ukraine. Yeah. Ukraine. 80 million people, yeah. it says, or millions of people died in a famine. Oh, so many. So many more than the Holocaust. It was 80 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the Holdemore is just, it was devastating what they did. I've told stories from that on the right. air. And it's it was devastating. Devastating what they were able to do. But they did it. Um, be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Don't go anywhere. We have uh, some other things we have to, we need to talk about, too. Be right back.
Hi, this is Dr. Lewis. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction and sick of taking pills? Well, we finally have a medical breakthrough that is helping thousands of couples restore normal intimacy in the bedroom. We use the most advanced form of wave therapy, clinically proven to repair blood vessels and increase blood flow. We can now effectively treat the root cause problem of erectile dysfunction. Our technology is science-backed and has been shown by Cambridge University to be highly effective. As a medical doctor, I can say that this technology is the new standard of care for erectile dysfunction. Thanks, Dr. Lewis. Guys, if you'd like to eliminate your frustrations in the bedroom, call Wasatch Medical Clinic right now, and not only will the exam and blood flow ultrasound be free, we'll also give you a gift proven to produce immediate results in the bedroom. This is a $600 value, free to those that call now. 435-922-7000. That's 435-922-7000. Call Wasatch Medical Clinic now and put a stop to your ED. 435-922-7000. My kitchen. My gorgeous kitchen with the sunlight pouring in. I love my kitchen. That kitchen is a visionary homes kitchen. And I get so many compliments on it. We love your kitchen. It's light. It's beautiful. The choices I made and that they helped me make made the difference. The Visionary Homes state-of-the-art design studio in St. George gives life to your dreams. If you can see it, they can build it. They were so helpful no matter who we talked to. It was perfect. Visionary Homes specializes in quality with over 20 designs from which to choose. Townhomes and condos to ramblers and two-story. And the Visionary team is dedicated to weekly construction updates and on-time completion. And if you have a comfortable relationship with that builder and his team, you're going to get what you want. Visionary Homes was that and so much more. Building your home with you in mind. This is Visionary Homes. Visit the Design Center on Silicon Drive in St. George or explore the possibilities at visionaryhomes.com. Visionary Homes, built for living, built for you. Can you imagine not being stressed going to the dentist? So often going to the dentist includes feeling pressured. Well, you don't have to imagine anymore. At Imagine Family Dentistry, they believe in no pressure. They'll tell you what you need and you tell them what you want. And if you don't have insurance, it's okay. Imagine Family Dentistry has a value savings plan. You can save hundreds of dollars utilizing it. And with their new patient exam, they just make it so easy. At Imagine Family Dentistry, new patients receive an exam, a cleaning, x-rays, and a hygiene kit, all for only $75. At that price, you can afford to get the whole family in. Just imagine a dentist that doesn't pressure you. They simply take care of you and your family. Visit Imagine Family Dentistry today, located off Bluff Street between Kmart and Smith's. Or to make an appointment, call 435-656-1111. That's 435-656-1111. This is for those who always show they care. Who told their kids everyone 12 and older is eligible for a COVID vaccine. Those who explain to their cousins that vaccines prevent nearly 100% of hospitalizations and deaths from COVID-19. This is for the ones protecting those they love. Thank you. We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The 2021 Best of Southern Utah results are in, and the winner is Walker Plumbing, gold medal in the category of plumber and heating and air. From all of us at Walker Plumbing, thank you for voting us Best of Southern Utah for the second year in a row. Give us a call today and experience why we were voted Best of Southern Utah. This is Brett, the owner of Walker Plumbing, Heating and Air. Thank you again for voting us Best of Southern Utah. We have the plumbing and air conditioning team you can trust guaranteed. Visit mystgeorgeplumber.com. 
The 2021 Best of Southern Utah results are in, and the winner is Prolong Medical Center, gold medal winner in the category of men's health. Gentlemen, listen closely. Are you having trouble with intimacy in your relationship? Have you tried other companies' ED treatments and were just uncomfortable with the lack of a customized treatment plan? It's time to call Prolong Medical Center in St. George, where they will create a customized treatment plan with advanced acoustic waves to help restore natural and long-lasting results. If you've tried other companies and felt like just another number, it's time for you to call Prolong Medical Center in St. George at 435-375-5000 for a no-obligation consultation today. You'll get your customized treatment plan designed to promote healthy blood flow, and over the course of six sessions, you can experience unprecedented long-term results that significantly improve the quality of your life. Call Prolong Medical Center in St. George at 435-375-5000 or ProlongMedical.com. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Machine Boston. <laughs> Welcome back to the Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. I'm Kate Daly, your host. I have Susan Reeve with me, my co host, and uh, it's like Day of the Women. I love it. It's uh, Susan and Melissa Day. And bringing all kinds of fantastic topics to the show. Can I just tell you, these women work very hard and I love them for it. And also, I just wanted to um, mention MyPillow.com. Get over to MyPillow.com. They have the two-for-one on sheets right now that is just, it's too much of an amazing deal not to tell you about it. So make sure you go and even Susan has the sheets. They're pretty amazing. <gasps> they, they wash are. really good, huh? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. And they retain that coolness. Oh, I'm just telling you, get the sheets. Anyway, put them on every bed in your house and then you're also helping truth and radio but put in the code kate when you go to mypillow.com there's a promo code when you put in kate k-a-t-e you're going to help this show and you're going to uh make sure we stay on the air doing what we do and then also you're going to get the best products the best products i've been looking for sheets like this for years who knew that my pillow had them i don't mean to sound so shocked but oh my gosh you know because, um, you know, the commercials are kind of cheesy, they're kind of funny, and you just don't think that you're going to just see these amazing products come out of there. But, oh, my gosh, they are amazing. And Mike Lindell has some things planned for July, too. Um, uh, sort of a, uh, you know, here we go with all the data on the fraudulent election. So it'll be amazing to see what happens there. Um, I hope people are really thinking about manufactured crisis. I really hope so. We've had way too many of them to ignore it. Unbelievable yeah. what's happened. And we feel like we're in this current, this riptide yeah. that is just tossing us around, right? Right. Well, it is so refreshing. Let me just talk about how refreshing it is to hear actual scientists and researchers get together and just sit at a table and talk. So one of the videos I watched is How to Save the World in Three Easy Steps, and it features the mRNA guy, the guy who, as a graduate student, developed mRNA, mm-hmm. which is part of these vaccines now. His do- name is Dr. Robert Malone. 
um, and uh, inventor and investor, Mr. Steve Kirch, but Dr. Brett Weinstein, who is an evolutionary biologist, he was part of the whole evergreen drama up in Oregon where the kids took over the college and called Mm. him a white supremacist, even though he's Jewish. And so he left his 28-year teaching career there, and now he does Hmm. YouTube and other things. So they sat down at this roundtable and talked for three hours. And I took notes, and one of the things that they talked about was how bizarre the FDA is acting. And I was thinking about a metaphor. You know, friends have told me, yeah, my husband, he comes home, he's putting on aftershave, he's going out, he says he's going bowling, he's never bowled in his life, something mm-hmm. weird's going on. You that, can't ignore the You weird can't behavior. ignore. And that's what they're talking about, the FDA. Hmm. So one of the things they said is uh, they described, Brett Weinstein did, that the FDA is an example and other things of runaway extended regulatory capture. Now, this word capture is like state capture. So if, say, if China takes over a country, that's the capture, state capture. Um, China taking over our government, people would say it's a state capture. Well, this is regulatory state capture. You can see how the pharmaceuticals companies Mm -hmm. would just say, this is how it's going to be, right? But he said what's happened is it's extended to the regulatory agencies, the science journals, universities, social media, organization of doctors, World Health Organization, and also self-censorship. Like, well, I'm just not going to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. Right. But when you look at that host of organizations and they've been captured, um, he said there's three strange behaviors. Mm -hmm. One of them is that they don't want to collect data on the effects of the vaccine. That usually when there's an emergency use on something, Mm -hmm. they set up a whole matrix (laughs) of information coming in. What's happening here? What's happening here? Because we are the trial. Yes. Massive trial. Why would they not want to know what's going on? Right. And that the FDA has legal authority to request that, to to Mm -hmm. insist they do it. And the FDA didn't do it. So they don't want to know. They're not interested. They don't want to know that there's uh, more more than 60,000 deaths. <laughs> they don't want to know because VAERS is only reporting about a 10% and yes. it's about 6,000. Yes. And they, they actually even mentioned that the government is hiding these uh, databases that usually with science, if somebody uses data and they say this was the result, other scientists go, that's really cool. We want to see your database. And so they share the database. The, gov- sure. the government won't share their database. And they said they really, really need something where things can get reported by doctors and accessed by doctors and researchers. And he said the government has made it so difficult. Why? Mm. Why, why, why? He also said they Gee, want to... let me guess. I know. <laughs> Go ahead. Just it's horrific, really. It really is. I laugh, but it's horrific what's happening right now. And people are being suckered into it left and right. Come get the vaccine, get a lap dance, free beer, money. Just come do it, right? We'll, we'll even mix it with the flu shot so it'll sound better. I mean, this is how bad it's becoming. That's how bad. And that is point number two, the other strange behavior from the FDA and the is allowing, they're encouraging our government too. They want to administer it to people who gain no benefit from it. Babies and the youth who and gain all these no people. Benefit. 
And that's why that's why one of the listeners had said, um, you know, and had wrote me and she made a great point. And that was why are they never why aren't people when they're going to court saying this isn't necessary? Why would you make me take an unnecessary thing when my body can handle this? Ninety nine point nine percent of the time as a coronavirus. Give me a break. And so it's the same same thing. You know, why are they shoving it down our throats? It's totally even unnecessary. Yes, it's harmful, but it's even unnecessary too. Right. There's so many facets of this. Well, he said, and usually the scientists, they look at the cohorts of who benefits and they factor in um, age and prior medical condition. Mm -hmm. And they're just saying we're blanket. We want this blanket coverage. He said, that's very odd. They also, this is the third thing, um, they wouldn't tell you to administer the safe drugs based on how safe they know they already are. So there's drugs they know are so safe, like ivermectin, which Mm -hmm. has, you know, hydroxychloroquine and hydroxychloroquine Mm -hmm. in the correct dosage. And when there's minimal, when there's, there's an upside of a potential benefit, but minimal downside, the past behavior has been to go ahead and do it. Um, But this time they're holding back. So they have had this risk benefit evaluation that should have happened. And instead... They don't, they're not looking at other options, but that is the prior practice. Everything is different now. I heard one researcher who had worked for the World Health Organization as a contractor, and she said, um, we did training, course curriculum, but it was like bioethics. She said they have violated at the World Health Organization all of the bioethics that were put in place Previously, all those have been violated. She goes, what's going on? So she came out as a whistleblower. But um, this is... There's more medication even that they're not bringing out to the forefront. There is more medication. In fact, one of the medications they talked about was something called fluvoxamine. It's F-L-U-V-O-X-A-M-I-N-E. And... um, Mr. Kirch, who's the entrepreneur worth hundreds of millions of dollars, has really leaned into this to figure out what is going on. There's a website that's absolutely fascinating called C, letter C, 19early.com. And it's all the early treatment analysis. So you see the charts, the graphs, what works in early treatment when people have this respiratory distress. And one of the top drugs they recommend is this flavoxamine, and it's an SSRI um, typically used for anxiety, but it crosses the blood-brain barrier. It gets into the brain and cools the inflammation, a cycle that's happening. And they have had such extraordinary results, and they published some results because a researcher came up the, with an idea that we should try this. Mm-hmm. Uh, another researcher tried this, and they had like 100% success hmm. with these patients. So... There was no reason to not go ahead and recommend that. And after it was published in JAMA and people said, why don't we just start recommending this? JAMA freaked out. You need to not do this because we need all this double blind. He said, that is not how science has worked in the past. If there's been success with something, other doctors look at it. They may try it. That's how it has typically worked. What is going on? Right. Um. I, I believe they one seem of, like they're trying to hide stuff. <laughs> That's all well, I, can say. Yes. I mean, come on. It's just so and people were so dumb that we don't see it. I they change all the protocols. They change everything. And 
they keep they keep safe medicines off the shelf. So I mean, safe. And so- tell you not to go out in the sun and you know and and not get sunshine and not take vitamin. I mean, it's amazing that we're so dumb that we listen to this info and we go, oh, wait, we totally trust them. We totally trust whatever they're saying, and they're saying everything that's anti-health. I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. I- Yeah. Um, What was interesting about this drug, too, is that they were only given the the people in the study a third of the regular dose for anxiety. It was just Hmm. a minimal dose and it was 50 milligrams twice a day for 14 days. And there were no reported side effects, zero side effects. Hmm. And they um, they also tried it. So somebody heard about this, this one person did a, a podcast with someone who had mm-hmm. con- contact at a racetrack. He said, um, my favorite story is about the racetrack and 40% of the people followed the doctor's advice to take the drug. And two weeks later, when the employees could see the stark contrast between the two people, the cohorts of people who did and didn't, um, 100% of the employees later got sick. They wanted to be put on it. Even the track management who weren't sick asked for it pro, pro, you know, in case they got it. Right. But the good thing about it is he said it helps with um, people. Some people are having long-term symptoms from COVID. Mm-hmm. They have a drag on and on and on and on and don't feel like themselves. That these people reported no long-term, it's called long-haul COVID symptoms when they took this drug. So there really is science Mm -hmm. has developed all these amazing things that can help with our bodies. So to to close our eyes to it, were these the same, were these the same, these the same researchers that said they couldn't believe they were giving this to women because so much was landing in the ovaries and women were having uh, so many issues from this? This was um, a different doctor. That was a Canadian doctor who got the Japanese study. They looked at the Japanese information. So these doctors, they couldn't believe they were getting the shot. I'm sorry, not the medication you're talking about, but the shot. They couldn't believe they were giving them the vaccination. Oh, I don't know this, but it... He just said they were just saying with all this information out there that usually the Mm -hmm. way the way our brains work is when the reason we know something is dangerous is there's more and more evidence that piles up that we can see something is dangerous. He said they want to suppress what is dangerous. All these reactions, 170,000 people on some Facebook group talking about their reactions to Mm -hmm. vaccines. Mm -hmm. They just shut it down. And he, he said, this is not the normal flow of information at all. So we can't absorb the information. We can't become smarter and about what is going on. they don't want results from anything they're doing. They don't want to look at them. They don't want to observe them. They don't want to, they don't want to have to cough up that they understand how dangerous this is. That's right. Yeah. He said it's like signals and noise. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of variables out there, but the signals are breaking through more and more. So the, there's these ovarian signals. Um, we mm-hmm. t- talked about all of the spike proteins that are ending sure. up huge amount in women's in ovaries. ovaries. Yep. And that wasn't expected. Also, he said the reactivation of latent human retroviruses. And that's things like um, shingles, mm. herpes coming out because yeah. people's immune systems have been affected. Man, we're messing with people so much. Messing with people. But he said this is a case where mm-hmm. systems were allowed to evaporate trillions of dollars in order to create billions of dollars. Yeah. 
So take the money, shut up, don't say anything. And this is our new course for going through a mass human trial. <laughs> Lovely. So, yes, Lovely. they should have used the precautionary principle that if it does no harm, why not right. give it to him? Well, you know when they're manufacturing a vaccine, clear back last February when they said it was a mystery, there's a problem. <laughs> so right there, people should have recognized that, hey, I think we have an issue here. If they already know what the cure is, that we're still thinking it's some sort of mystery and we don't know what it is. Because that's what they kept telling us over and over again. We right. don't know what we're dealing with. No. But they had the cure and they were already manufacturing the cure. Hmm. Well, we were all going into lockdown. That's interesting. I thank you, Susan. Great stuff. What an hour. It's my pleasure. Wow. As always. But you just love Susan and Melissa. <laughs> I love these guys. Um, they're such an asset to the show. And I just played the wrong music. But you know what, though? That's just life. <laughs> it's just radio. It's live radio. What can I say? Right. I make a mistake usually every day. We're so real. I'm just, it's real. Keeping it real. Uh, be faithful. Be fearless. See you back here tomorrow. And uh, Uncle Milty joins me tomorrow. And everybody have a good one. Go to katedallyradio.com. Thanks again, Susan. Hi, this is Dr. Lewis. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction and sick of taking pills? Well,